It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. We're caffeine-fueled and ready to talk your ears off. This week on the show, we will be taking a serious look at three things that are killing Christianity, but we've got plenty of fun stuff before we dive deeper into that. But let's start out by celebrating some holidays. Monday, July 11th is All American Pet Photo Day. So all you people that like to take pictures of your pets, this is the one day you're allowed to do it. Well, what is an all American pet? Well, I mean, it's just for American pets. So Ace (laughs) could not have, he could not be a part of this. No, 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 no. I would assume pets in America, not pets of American descent. Oh, okay. Right? So he, just because he's spent the majority of his life here, now he's he's okay? He's a citizen, right? Sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we have documentation on him somewhere. (laughs) Our old Italian mutt. Mm -hmm. It's also International Essential Oils Day. I mean, sorry, Tad makes a good point here in our Discord chat. Technically, no dogs are of American descent. That's... That's right. So you can't celebrate any any dogs. <laughs> are there any pets that are all American, American pet? So what 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 came from here? Anything? I don't know. I, Did anything start here? I guess not. I really, right? Yeah. I guess I, not. Everything had to have started technically in the Middle East. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that offhand. Sorry, what was the next one? <laughs> well, Tad says maybe a husky, and in that case, then one of our dogs can be celebrated. Mm. But that's it. Yep, just that one. Anyway, uh, International Essential Oils Day, mm-hmm. or as Chris likes to call it, witchcraft. <laughs> Voodoo Day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Look, I have a friend who briefly got really into like essential oils, and I had I was stuffed up. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you got to rub some, I think it was mint, whatever, on your chest. Peppermint. She gave it to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is just mentholatum. It's nothing new. It's not a, It's not magic. It's not a cure. This is what everybody uses. Why are you acting like it's got to be a special vial of oil that was blessed by a shaman? Just <laughs> Because it's not added with anything else. Sure. But like she was acting like it was a miracle thing that, that you can't get this anywhere else. Like this is just, just this oil can... Oh, well, produce yeah. this effect. I'm like, this it smells exactly like mentholatum. Well, so or uh, fast. No, Vicks, Vicks. Rub, That's what I'm uh-huh. thinking of. Yeah. Rub. So the whole thing <laughs> is like essential oils using oils. Right. It's isn't like these, enough. it's like this specific. You're saying that medically that's what no 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 what i'm saying is using oils isn't enough. Like you can't okay. just be like, yeah, I use essential oils. I don't use 
medication or you know whatever mm. i use essential oils okay well but what kind of essential oils do you use because not all essential oils are the same <laughs> there are some that have been watered down and had things added to them so yeah that's probably why she was like no 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 you have to use this one <laughs> so anyway I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh -huh. yeah and it's oh the entire week today is the last day of it National Seven. Oh no, I was wrong. I thought that it was July seventh through the eleventh. I was reading it wrong. Oh, it's National Seven Eleven Day. <laughs> right. My bad. Seven Eleven Day. Just today. Yeah, I was reading it way wrong. <laughs> I was like, today's the last day, the eleventh. No. Yeah. Uh huh. National Seven Eleven Day. So, so get most a most se most Seven Elevens are doing like free Slurpees. Today. Really? Yeah. Mm. So. If you... Too bad there's not a Seven Eleven. Yeah, right. not here. But uh, we did, we did go for free Slurpee Day when we lived in Albuquerque once and got a free Slurpee. Our Seven Eleven was in a very rough neighborhood, um, <laughs> so it's it was one of those rundown ones where you kind of don't want to drink the Slurpee just because mm. everything looks gross and probably hasn't been cleaned in a few years. But uh, we did it anyway because it was free. The things you don't think about until you're an adult. Oh, gosh. Like, as a kid, you would never walk into a gas station and be like, I wonder when the last time it was that they cleaned these fountain containers. That is why I never, never get a fountain drink at a gas station. They don't pull off those things and clean them. But they're, you, they're so much so better nasty. from the fountain. I know, I know. but they are. <laughs> those things get moldy so quickly. Yeah, I know. You have to that's clean them every so single better. night. And if you don't. Maybe that's why I don't ever get sick. Because, you know, you're just constantly ingesting yeah. mold spores. I mean, so. penicillin <laughs> is made from mold or something, sort of, kind of. From bread mold, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I drink my one fountain soda a month, and I'm on the up and up. I'm starting to feel a little Hell. bit under the weather. Hell. I'll drink Hell. two Hell. fountain sodas. <laughs> I think it works. I think it works. Tell me I'm wrong. If we have any doctors out there that listen to us, they're probably like, um, yeah, no. We lost fans. <laughs> Dr. Mo. We need a segment for Dr. Mo. Hey, <laughs> Just... you know, wouldn't be a bad idea. Rub some dirt on it, Dr. Mo. All right. God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. Tuesday, July 12th, is National Pecan Pie Day. Pecan pie. Pecan mm -mm. pie. Love myself a good pecan pie. I like it cold. I like it out of the fridge. Not like frozen, but like out of the fridge. But I also like like cake out of the fridge, too. Like I like all desserts cold for some reason. Brownies cookies all of them cold like your heart <laughs> really doubting your sanity right now that you like all of your desserts cold i mean you think i most of my desserts i have with a cold glass of milk and just everything being cold works for me don't look at me like that. I'm disappointed. I don't like this you. you being right across from me. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your full look. Ha, ha, ha. 
Uh, so I heard that Berkey won again. Yes, we had uh, we had our men's bake off on the Fourth of July, and uh, John Berkey, my my uh, co-host with for uh, two words, is uh, once again the champion mm-hmm. with a throwaway dessert. Like he was a t- in, uh, initially making bourbon chocolate chip cookies, bourbon bourbon walnut chocolate bring- chip cookies. Bourbon <laughs> to, a to a Baptist, Baptist bake-off? Anyway, he was making these, and he said, I was making them. They smelled amazing. I was rolling them out, and they smelled amazing. I tasted some of the dough. It was amazing. I put them in the oven. As they were cooking, it smelled amazing. Pulled them out. They looked and smelled amazing. I bit it, and it was a hot puck of garbage. <laughs> That stinks. <laughs> and so he threw together, in the last couple hours before the thing, a chocolate pecan pie and won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Won the whole thing with it. So <laughs> so I think that I tell this every year, but Berkey's pecan pie is hands down my favorite. It was a peanut butter pecan pie, right? The first time he won? Well, I don't know what the first time that he won. The Christmas that we were all deathly sick, the Christmas that the entire church oh, came just, down. he made it. It was for Christmas Day, he uh, and his family threw together a Christmas dinner for my family. Right. And Berkey brought it over and delivered it, and he had baked a pecan pie. And yeah. that was the first time that I had ever had a pecan pie that I actually liked. Yeah, his is, his is really he good. He does a really good job. Really good. He it's won. impressive. The last time he won, I think it was because of the peanut butter pecan pie. Hmm. So his pecan pie is definitely his top tier. Yeah. It's good. Hey, today's also Cow Appreciation Day. Moo! Appreciate them. So, are we going to Chick Fil A? <laughs> I feel like it, right? Yeah. Give him another day on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it only makes sense. Only. And it's Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, I think it's the start of it. So I think it goes on for two days. I think it's today and tomorrow. I think that's what I saw. Possibly. I don't More know. than one day. So it's either the next two days, maybe the next three days. Yeah, it's the start of Amazon Prime Day. So if you are a Prime member, it's time to get them deals. Yeah. And of hey, which there are usually some really good ones. It comes at the perfect time mm-hmm. because, you know, my birthday is later on in the week. And so if you've forgotten <laughs> to get me a birthday gift. Prime it. Prime, prime it. it. Exactly. <laughs> it should get here in time. I'm just saying. Uh. <laughs> Uh, today's Wednesday, July 13th, and the holidays are Embrace Your Geekness Day. Yeah. yeah it should say geekiness, and I don't know why it doesn't, it but apparently that's, geekness. that's the name of the holiday, geekness. A, a geekness. And, and, and Embrace Your Geekness Day. So, I mean, I've never heard of this holiday. I don't know why it's on July 13th, but I don't know if there's any significance to it. Maybe I should look it up. Who knows? I could I could look it up. It's kind of your your job, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's Gruntled Workers Day. Mm-hmm. Gruntled. Gruntled. Not, Not disgruntled. Gruntled. Gruntled. That means what the heck does that mean then? That means you're happy. That means you enjoy your job. Where does the word gruntled <laughs> come from? It comes from taking the word disgruntled and taking the dis off. <laughs> That's exactly why the word exists. It's not a real word. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Then why is disgruntled a real word? Uh, I mean, I don't think... I might be completely wrong, and maybe gruntled is a word, but I feel like I read that, like, it, even though it uses the dis, the D-I-S, that we typically use as, like, a prefix to certain words, that's not really its usage here, like... 
it's the not, word is the word disgruntled. Is disgruntled. That that is how I don't know what it came how it came to exist. Interesting. But but maybe gruntled is a word. I don't know. Weird. You want to look it up real quick? Uh, sure. Look it up. Gruntled. Okay. Oriole says gruntled is a word. It gruntled. Means pleased, satisfied, and contented. Content. Contented. Contented. Content. Yeah. Content. Well, pleased, satisfied, contented. <laughs> Duh. Past tense. Of you all don't of ever them. say I'm contented. You say I'm content. <laughs> right? I was contented. No. <laughs> I've been contented. No. Now we're off of gruntled. I'm very <laughs> upset with contented. <laughs> Today apparently is also complain about the English language day. <laughs> English uh, language is pretty stupid. I, I, I agree that. with that statement. But for real, it's National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. <laughs> Oriole says, I copied it from the internet. Don't blame me. <laughs> the internet is always right. Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. So KY, our friend, KY. Uh, sent, uh, sent me a, uh, I'm not sure you might have tagged you in it too, a barbershop version of... Never gonna give you up. What? Yeah, it was pretty good. Was I pretty think good. I saw it, but I didn't watch it. You should watch it. It was pretty darn impressive. Hmm. <sighs> I like I like barbershop music, uh, in theory. <laughs> I like it more when it's there's a comedy aspect to it. Um, like I really liked the. Scrubs segments with uh, Ted Buckland's little no, scrub. uh, no, not that Scrubs. Oh, <laughs> with Ted Buckland's uh, little barbershop quartet that he would bring in, which was his real life barbershop quartet band that he got to bring into the show occasionally. Which Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Thursday, July fourteenth is National Mac and Cheese Day. Mm. Mm. There are few things on this planet that. Make me more contented than mac and cheese. <laughs> wow. See, and that that was correct. That was the correct usage of the word. Yeah, mac and cheese. Mm. And I am proud to celebrate today <laughs> along National Mac and Cheese Day is my birthday. Mm. Mm-hmm. National holiday. Yeah, it's a national itself. holiday. Mo's birthday. How old are you? 22. Lies. Plus lies fifteen. Twenty two plus thirty seven years old. You're so old. Thirty seven. I know. So old. I know. It's crazy. Although I did have a guy the other day at our celebrate recovery. He was an older gentleman. Um, come up to me. Cannon had gone to celebrate recovery. Celebrate recovery with me last week. Okay. Um. And so Cannon's sitting next to me, and the guy walks up, and he goes, Mo, is this your son? And I said, yeah, this is my middle one. And he kind of shakes Cannon's hand, and he goes, how old are you? And Cannon, with all of his manly, deep voice, goes, 15. 15 years old. Yeah, like, I'm 15. Super low. I'm 15 years old. And then the guy, he's like, oh, okay, shakes his hand, talks to him, walks away, and then he comes back, and he goes, Mo, I really got to tell you something. And I said, okay. He goes, that does not look like it's your son. Y'all look like brother and sister. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Here are your glasses. (laughs) You drop them on the way in. Your prescription might need to be checked. Oh, man. Well, Mo, how have things been? 
We've been, it's been two weeks. We took our, well, we took two weeks off. Then we came back for our season finale episode. Then we yeah. took another two weeks off. Uh-huh. So essentially, we've had the majority of the last month off. How have things been going? Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Nothing like catastrophic happened, right? I don't think so. I can't remember. On our lives, anyway. Yeah, he froze. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. <laughs> you good? So for the last week, I won't even lie, for the like the last five days, I have been in my own world. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on or what's happening. And that's mostly because Mila has now gone to camp. Mm. She has been away. And so I've tackled her bedroom because that's what I do when my kids are at camp. I deep clean their rooms. Right. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it is. Like, I got the boys' rooms done in a day each. Mm. Topher's room took a day. Cannon's room took a day. Mila's room has taken all of five days. (laughs) She, I realized that she gets like literally all of the hand-me-downs. Yeah. All the stuffed animals, all the blankets, all the toys, all the books, all the games. (laughs) They just all go straight to her room. And so she's got just... I feel like that's how it's going to go with Natalie, too. Yeah, yeah, three times the amount of stuff to go through <laughs> than what the boys had. <sighs> so that's what you've been doing? <laughs> yeah, that's all, like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much that's it. That's the only thing. Uh, I have been doing a lot of work on Sunday School Answers these last nice. few weeks. So we've got the Love Thy Nerd edition core deck. Mm-hmm. Like core deck. Like core. Old deck. 600 and some odd cards. Okay. Done. Ordered. I've ordered four of them to give away at uh, LTN Con this year. Woohoo! Which I've also been helping plan. Um, we've got Sunday School Answers. Let's see. The next back row deck, the weird news deck, that's uh, on its way to me. The like the 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 prototype, you know, the the initial version for me to look over, and make sure it's all right. It's coming to me soon. As is the spoiler deck, that uh, was Bubba's idea. Those are both coming in soon. Should be available soon. Planning out for the uh, the blue box. Our next huge expansion that'll come out the beginning of next year. Redesigned the uh, our main core box. Also came out with Sunday School Answers Plus, which is our core box plus about 215 more cards from seven different expansions. So you'll have a full box if you want to start out that way. Save roughly 24%. Uh, than buying them individually, like it's just a lot of a lot of Sunday school answer stuff. So, and the uh, the LTN Gamer deck, which is a double expansion that came out uh, last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And so, yeah, we've been working hard on all that, got all that stuff done over this break. Uh, but in addition to that, I've kind of officially slid into the role of um, director of content and resources. I love thy nerd. Hey, hey. Which is neat and comes with a, a very small bit of salary, but enough that in conjunction with uh, the partnerships that I have, I can quit this janitor job, my third job. 
That's exciting. It very much is. So I've I already put in my job. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted your job. <laughs> you use the past do you, tense. Do you not want your job anymore? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited. I get to quit my third job. Uh, I've put in my my one month notice already, and uh, they're I think they're starting on Monday looking for someone to fill the position. So I just have. Like eight more days uh, of cleaning over the next month that I have to do. I can't wait. That is exciting. I'm trying really hard not to have senioritis with it and just like not really care. Right. No, finish out strong. <laughs> I want to finish strong. Yeah. I have to clean up the janitor closet because it is a absolute sty. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be that'll. I mean that'll give me between ten and fifteen hours. A week. That's nice. Which I would really love to spend with my family. Yeah. Because <laughs> I barely get to do anything. Yeah. Spend with my family, do fun things. Uh, yeah. All mm -hmm. that stuff. That's, to do. that's exciting. Oriel says, Mo gets her own office for the show and Matt gets a new title. Both moving on up. <laughs> I really thought that he was going to say, Mo gets her own office for the show and Matt gets a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Oh man. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. And uh do we all get a raise now, Ted? I wish. <laughs> now, I'll give be... every one of you half of what I get. <laughs> it'll be really nice. It'll be really nice to uh to not have to clean anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of it. As for my second job, which is Technically, I guess my first job, but <laughs> it's I, it's less hours, so I consider it the secondary job now, uh, which is media director here at the church. I don't think I'm ever going to give that up. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it too much, and I need too much control. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only way that and you And the would, church needs me to have that much control right now. <laughs> I think the only way that you would give up that position is if you left this church. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the only way. Well, they need. I mean, they need me. I you, one I'm gone one Sunday and and you can tell Matt they all have a they just they just I don't know what to do I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Are you going to be able to make it out of our office? Because your head is like growing by the second. They need. They me. do. They do. I'm keeping this church afloat. <laughs> just you, all on your own. All on my shoulders. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also am being dragged to the Texas musical. Have you ever hey, been to that? I haven't. I've always wanted to go. Mm. So, Daedra's work has been doing a was it was like offering a, a big family excursion thing, and they gave you two choices, and you could go to an Isotopes baseball game, or you mm -hmm. could go to this Texas thing. Okay, we chose the Isotopes, and we went and made a whole weekend out of it. It was really fun. Well. Most people chose that. And so now the few people that chose the Texas thing, they didn't have enough people to go for us to be able to get the rate and whatever that we needed. And so they just like, hey, guess where we're also going? Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! That's when you say, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's poor planning on their part. That sounds like a them problem, not a me problem. It is a them problem. Your lack. <laughs> Of planning does not make 
an emergency <laughs> on my part. I went. Um, oh, Tristan says, what, you're getting paid to do media at the church? <laughs> I'm getting ripped off. I am getting paid, but it's not the... It's not just like running the sound booth or whatever. Like I, so the the issue <laughs> we needed someone to do like social media. We needed somebody to do design work. Uh, we needed a new logo. We needed new signage. We need updates for all those occasionally. We need form design. We need all kinds of stuff. Website design, all that. And I convinced my church ten years ago. Uh, this month, 10 years ago, this month that that needed to be a paid position in the church, all that. And that I was the guy for it and it worked. And now I'm the guy that if I ever get fired, I'm the only one that knows where <laughs> half this stuff goes and how it works. And so it's job security right there. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Now I got to go to this Texas musical thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went when I was a kid once, and um, I remember being bored out of my mind, and I remember the food being gross. So we'll see if they've gotten better. I was very picky as a kid. I'm still kind of picky now, but I was much more picky as a kid. So maybe the food will be better this time. <laughs> but then we so, have Johnny coming with us, and right. we're going to have to sneak pepperoni in our pocket for him to eat anything while we're there. <laughs> make sure you take ice packs in your pockets too so that they at least stay cool because there's nothing worse than like hot pepperoni what would you not eating pizza mo would you hush <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's not supposed to be making noise did y'all hear that boom, 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 boom. did y'all hear the ding 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 that was that was a beautiful little ding 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 ding. At least it sounded pleasant. It did sound pleasant, but it wasn't. It wasn't to like bah, bah. That, that was, was fun. fun. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna need to silence this. How can I silence that? Who knows? Specifically, just that. Mute sight. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying to get my church to make parking duty a paid position. We don't have a consistent crew and we need one. Eh, yeah. <sighs> Hot pants pockets. <laughs> <sighs> now it's time for our weird news update. Here are three real news stories you may not have heard. All right. First up. Sorry. That thing was telling me to lick my elbow. <laughs> that, was, that was a weird recommendation for a break. <laughs> lick your elbow. All right. We're going to start that little section over. Sorry about that. <laughs> Using a new timing thing, and I'm not quite used to it. And didn't realize it was going to say that. It took us both off guard. All right. Now it's... <laughs> Let me click on you. Now it's time for our weird news update. Here are three real news stories you may not have heard yet. Uh, if there is one you've heard, it's probably this one. Joey Chestnut, famed uh, food... Um, 
gorging connoisseur. Okay. Guy who eats a bunch of hot dogs every year at the Nathan's Hot Dog thing. Uh Had to stop in the middle of the hot dog eating contest to choke out a protester. Joey Chestnut may not have broken his own world record at the 2022 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. But, but he, he might break have a dude's neck. Breaking, breaking someone's clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. A man dressed like Darth Vader rushed the stage at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest uh, right in front of Joey Chestnut's 17th uh, dog. <laughs> okay. Like hot dog uh-huh, yeah. with a sign reading Expose Smithfield Death Star, which appears to be an animal rights issue in Utah uh, with a factory farm or something. Regardless of the meaning behind the protest, it didn't sit well with Chestnut, who didn't know what was going on outside of a stranger bumping into him mid-contest. So he grabbed him from behind, choked him out, and threw him onto the ground before security dragged the man off the stage. Uh, the, there's a video clip, but the whole clip is like, Six seconds, like the guy pops up, a real quick whoop out now, threw him down on the ground, and he just keeps on eating. Uh, Joey went on to win easily by devouring 66 hot dogs and buns, but that is uh, almost 10 less than uh, his highest number, Well, but almost 30 more than second place. <laughs> and choke somebody out. And he still, still... Got through it. Wow. <sighs> All right. I don't. I don't really want to say that that's impressive, but <laughs> but it is. It's so impressive. Mm. All right. Next up, AirPods swallowed by UK TV presenter in vitamin mix-up. All right. A celebrity in the UK accidentally swallowed an AirPod uh, last Sunday, mistaking consuming uh, the Apple wireless earbud along with her, mistakenly, sorry, consuming the Apple wireless earbud along with her vitamins. AirPods are known for being small and white and at a distance could be mistaken for a pebble or a large pill. On Sunday, one of the personal audio accessories had the misfortune of being treated as an edible tablet. Uh, posted on Twitter on Sunday and spotted by iMore, UK property TV show presenter Christy Alsop admitted that she had just swallowed an AirPod while downing my vitamins after telling her followers, I don't recommend it. Also said she needed to go to the hospital. She managed to throw it up. The celebrity quickly recovered from the ordeal but added, my throat is really quite sore. Uh, she said that the, <laughs> the AirPod uh, still works, but it smells of sick. So, listen. Look, she posted a picture, and here I'll I'll slide this over so you can see it on your thing. She posted a picture, and yeah, it kind of resembles pills, but it's also so much larger. It's twice the size. So much larger. Like, there's no way you could even start to swallow it without realizing, oh, something's wrong. But then she's like saying that she put like all of the. There's like twenty pills here. That she just threw them all in her mouth and said, who eats pills like that? I don't know. Eats. Who swallows pills? Like, who swallows 20 pills at a time? Just throw them all in your mouth and just move them over one. Just cheek them all. Just one at a time. Swallow them. No. No. Nobody does that. That's crazy. That's crazy town. That's crazy town banana pants. I think this was some sort of stupid political, not political, publicity stunt. (laughs) But anyway... She, uh, <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> so Chad says, Mo looks so concerned. And I do. But the reason that I'm so concerned is because 
I have four family members who have AirPods, and those things are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're all of them. Yeah. yeah. All the all kinds of in ear uh, buds like that, but especially the ones that are. And tell me, you clean it every single day after you? No. 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 You clean it when there's enough wax that it's going to fall out. That's when you clean yeah. it. <laughs> How I clean my uh, ear pods is I just take it out and kind of rub it on my, my jeans and then put it in. See? See? See what I'm talking about? That That is why I am, like, the most concerned right now. Just the thought of she threw her used AirPod in her mouth and swallowed it, wax and all. The other thing that makes this dubious to me is that the reason that she mistaked them for a a pill is because they got jumbled in with her pills that again of these like 20 pills she had are just loose in her pocket that you don't do that either right no. you put pills in like a little pill carrying case so there's no way that the earbud would have gotten she also them. swallowed lint <laughs> right and pocket lint, dirt pocket dirt a key you know what was always the worst <laughs> when my mom would give me a piece of candy from her pocketbook mm-hmm Ugh. That had fallen out of the wrapper. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Just got to get this layer of dirt off first. Well, and on top of that, my mom was also a smoker. Oh. And so little, like, tobacco <laughs> particles would be on it. Yeah. The worst. I'm not even kidding. <sighs> Yuck. All right, uh-huh. Mo, this last one is going to make you cringe. Great, because I'm already favorite. like holding back vomit right now. Kind. Okay, it's not a vomit one. It's okay. just a you're not going to like it. Mm. I'm just going to read the headline. You're going to hate it. Okay. Amazon's Alexa could soon speak in a dead relative's voice. See, there's the look. <laughs> Do you miss the sound of a dead relative's voice? Well, fear not. Amazon unveiled a new feature in the works for its virtual assistant, Alexa, that can read aloud in a deceased loved one's voice based on a short recording of that person. Uh, Rahit Prasad, senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa, said on Wednesday, while AI can't eliminate the pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last. In the video played at the event, the Amazon Echo Dot has asked Alexa, can grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Okay, Alexa's voice responded. And then instead of Alexa's voice reading the book, it was the kid's grandma's voice. We had to learn to produce a high quality voice with less than a minute of recording. He said, we are unquestionably living in the golden era of AI where our dreams and science fiction are becoming reality. Thoughts? <laughs> as long as I'm in control of when <laughs> this feature is used, I think it would be really cool. Okay. Because it is kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. I don't know how many years it's been. 2008. December of 2008 was when my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And his voice is the one voice that I miss mm. terribly. And so we have a home video of when I was very young that... Whenever I really get to missing him, I'll pop that VHS in and watch it. And just hearing his voice brings me a lot of comfort. He had a very distinctive voice. And so, and very, very um, specific things that he would say, 
you know, that I've never heard anybody else say. So to hear his voice would, yeah. it would be comforting. Okay. As long as I had to say, <laughs> Alexa. Right. You didn't, you don't want to just. Right. You just don't out of nowhere. Room. Hello, Mo. Yeah. That, <laughs> nope. Mm. Stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> I, so, yeah, he called, he called me Knothead. That, that was his nickname for me, Knothead. Uh, and whenever I would walk in, he again, he was from the mountains of North Carolina, very southern. So he'd say, hey, hey, knothead. Just like, you know, super deep voice, very southern. And so it's, if I were to walk into my house and hear him <laughs> saying that, oh, I would lose it. I would lose it. I would probably die. I'd, I'd be seeing him in heaven. <laughs> Oriole says, Instantly. no way, that's disturbing. But there could be some pretty horrible pranks happening. Yeah. <laughs> what if they do the voice and the personality? <sighs> I mean, it is kind of amazing, though, that they'd be able to put together a... But like even, a even if it's like 90% accurate voice. Yeah. Based on... Just like a minute yeah. of audio. A library, essentially. Right. Of, That's nuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's nuts. It, it, again, I think it's kind of cool. In that home video, I've got my great-grandmother and my nana and my pop, you know, all who of which passed away. So I could easily have all three of their voices. Mm-hmm. But still, at the same time, it does, the Oriole says, it's amazing, but still something feels off about it. It does feel like one of those, like, Black Mirror or, like, sure. weird science fiction things where, okay, Grandpa's our house now. You know? <laughs> like, it's our, that's our virtual assistant. Like, he's gone, and now he's in here. Mm. It's And then the more advanced AI we get. Gives whole new meaning so, to Encanto. Are they really... All right. <laughs> Floors. Doors. Doors. <laughs> Poppy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. It could be beneficial. It could be fun. Oh. Your parents pass away, put them in there. You walk into the room. You're looking a little pale. <laughs> Thanks, See, Mom. and that was kind of my thought. Like, Mom, turn off. <laughs> Mom, volume zero. Mom, Mom power down. <laughs> that was kind of my thought because, you know, Chris has lost both of his parents, but we have recordings of them, and I was like, oh, we could do that. Yeah, he wouldn't like that very much. He wouldn't. <laughs> Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we are also nerds for several flavors. Here are 15 new junk food items recently announced or spotted on shelves and menus. All right. So first up is Rice Krispie Treats Home Style Cinnamon Sugar. They good? Edition. Uh, I have tried them. I love the Home Style original ones because they really do taste like... You know, they Home don't taste. Yeah, they crispy. don't taste commercially made. They That's taste fair. like yeah. you know the kind you get at like the fair or whatever that someone mm. has made in their kitchen. They're really mm. dang good. The chocolate ones were, nah, not really great. The cinnamon sugar one is just kind of mm, doesn't need to exist. You get like two seconds of cinnamon flavor, and then it's just a normal. Rice so, like it's barely it's barely dusted. It's not like they used cinnamon sugar rice krispies it's like they made a normal one and then just dusted a little on the top 
So what if we like got a, a bowl of cinnamon and sugar or the, the, you know, like the French toast cinnamon sugar mm. that you can buy mm. and then they rolled or, you know, yeah. like rolled it in. The Even, cinnamon sugar. And I think I think it might be better if that's kind of what they did, if they put yeah. it all over. Yeah. But it was just like on the top. Yeah. That's... It's like they put it on the top and then cut it up. And you barely get any flavor. Mm. So. That's a bummer. Who knows? Uh, False new, advertisement. <laughs> new Hostess. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say the name of it because it sounds so appropriate. Twink coin. Coin shaped Twinkies. Uh, snack cakes are headed to Walmart now with all the hype around cryptocurrency. Hostess decided to launch their own coin, which is just a fun little snack cake. The problem is that word minus the IE is a name for, um, well, s- something inappropriate. There's no E. There's no E. No, I mean, in Twinkies, if you take oh. the IES off that word. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, is a name for something inappropriate. (laughs) And so to put that as a coin is awkward. It does sound inappropriate. It sure does. Something new every day. Uh, But essentially, it's like they turned a Twinkie into a ding dong. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that as I was saying it. That's what it is. It's so much shirt. No. I can't say that. It's shaped like that snack cake. <laughs> that looks like a hockey puck. <laughs> why Why are all the hostess snack cakes so inappropriately named? He's losing it, guys. He's losing it. You're shaking the whole table oh, with your so laughter. Funny. It's so funny. My glasses are fogging You're up. Probably giving all of our Twitch viewers <laughs> motion sickness right now. <laughs> okay. Whew. Moving on. New Tostitos toppers. I don't think I've ever seen you get that like worked up over something. It's <laughs> <That was> really <laughs> funny, uh, but I've, I've used up a lot of our time. Oh, Tocino's toppers are expected to launch late this year. Flavors include Fiesta Ranch, avocado lime, and fire roasted red chili pepper. Essentially, I guess it's just like sauce to put on top of nachos. Okay. Which I've seen kind of done. Okay. More traditionally with nachos. Okay. Before. Yeah. Limited edition berries and cream RC Cola (laughs) is out at Dollar General. I'm a little boy who likes berries and cream. Uh, The next Coca-Cola Creations flavor is out. So we had the Starlight. We had the Uh 8-Bit, which was only online. But this one's coming to stores. And it's a collaboration with the musician Marshmallow. The flavor, though, not marshmallow. I'm disappointed. It's watermelon, strawberry flavored cola. I am very disappointed. Watermelon, strawberry, first of all. Weird. Not a flavor combination that makes any <laughs> sense to me whatsoever. But also with cola. That's weird. Listen, <laughs> I'm thinking he missed an opportunity to do like a s'mores thing. Well, that's kind of what Starlight was. That was like the flavor profile for Starlight. It was a s'mores soda. Was it? Yeah. There was cinnamon in Starlight. Yeah, there's cinnamon on graham crackers usually. 
<laughs> Only if you get the cinnamon one. Well, true, but still, that's the flavors they were going for. Uh, <laughs> he could have done something better. Those uh, those are out as of yesterday. Could have done stores. a Rice Krispie. Ew. <laughs> They're going to be regular and zero sugar versions. So uh, we'll give it a try. No. Give it a shot. New boxes of red, white, and blue pop and orange cream pop Gogurt tubes are out now with a box recommending trying them frozen as if they were popsicles. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Like frozen yogurt? I don't like yogurt, so oh. I haven't ever done that. That's the only way that but my I kids... But I bet I would eat it if that way. Yeah, I might. Yeah, that's the only way that my kids will eat the Gogurts now. Like when they were young, Gogurts... Couldn't keep them in the house. The, the kids loved yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, but now they're like, this is disgusting. Put it in the freezer. <laughs> I'll eat it that way. And they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Remember last year, Lay's released those special Lay's flavors that tasted like other chips? Like yes. the Funyuns, mm-hmm. Wavy Lay's, and the yeah, Cool yeah. Ranch Lay's. I love both of those. Uh, no release date has been announced yet, but a limited edition kettle cooked Lay's is coming that tastes like Frito's chili cheese okay. chips. And I love those Frito chili cheese chips. My goodness. Mm. Applejack's Nickelodeon slime cereal is out now. Tastes like green apple and turns your milk green. That's a classic thing from the 90s. It is. Turning your food green. Little Debbie has released new Snickerdoodle cream pies. Ooh, I bet that's good. Mm-hmm. Did you know they stopped making the uh, the brownies with the walnuts, which is my favorite version of the brownies? Now that I think about it, it's they been dis- a long time since I've seen them. Those suckers. Cosmic brownies are way better. Anyways. I do not like the cosmic oh, brownies. I love the cosmic. I do brownies. not like them, Sam. I am. Uh, late <laughs> I will edition. Not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anyway. A late addition to the 2022 summer Blizzard lineup at DQ: the caramel drumstick with peanut Blizzard. With peanuts, sorry. The blizzard consists of chocolate-covered drumstick pieces, chopped peanuts, caramel topping, vanilla soft serve blended together. Sounds good. Sounds That's classic. That's what I love about Texas. <laughs> All right. Here's something from the UK. KFC's Gravy Burger. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, New Zealand, too. But it first appeared in the UK. It's now a seasonal staple there. But for a limited uh, time, it's now available in New Zealand. It features an original recipe or zinger filet, chicken filet, a slice of cheese, a cupped hash brown, and gravy naze, which is a mayonnaise gravy concoction, on a toasted sesame seed bun with a cup of gravy on the side for you to pour into the cupped hash brown. So not only is there gravy naze, but there's also just gravy that you pour on in there. I'm all about some gravy naze. Uh, That sounds (laughs) amazing. That's the Heinz little combination squeezer I need, Uh the gravy naze here. Yeah, you can keep your (laughs) mayo chip and everything else. Gravenaise, that's what I need. You may have spotted a new delivery-only restaurant on your DoorDash app this past week called Bird Dogs. Special hot dog-shaped chicken sandwiches, fried chicken tender on a brioche hot dog bun with various sauces and toppings. They come in three varieties, loaded bird dog topped with beer, cheese, and wild honey mustard. The honey barbecue bird dog topped with french fries and a signature honey barbecue sauce. And the buffalo bird dog topped with ranch. Uh, Napa slaw and medium buffalo sauce. These, uh, this is a app only restaurant coming out of Buffalo Wild Wings. So, if you got a Buffalo Wild Wings in your town, you likely have this on your DoorDash or your GrubHub or whatever else. I'm not okay with like the wild honey mustard and the Napa slaw. Like, come on, just, just. It's honey mustard. <laughs> Just name it what it is. Quit being all fancy. I know. 
<laughs> it didn't grow in the wild. It wasn't free range. Premier Protein has come out with a root beer float protein shake, which uh, Premier Protein is easily my favorite protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Their caramel one is amazing. So I'm really interested in trying the root beer float. I bet it's good. Yeah. Uh, and in a rare marketing move that bodes well for its availability nationwide, Taco Bell has advertised it was testing out a new Cheese It Tostada and Cheese It Crunchwrap Supreme, where in both the normal toast the normal tostada is replaced with a giant cheese it cracker roughly 16 times the size of a normal cheese it interesting mm-hmm. it's expected to uh, well it expected to run this test uh, in one california location for 2 weeks but it was such a popular item they ran out of supplies in just 1 week wow a lot of that going feel, on at taco was, bell uh-huh. <laughs> seems like a running theme with taco bell but that popularity also bodes well for an eventual nationwide release in the coming weeks so I'm interested to try this in both forms. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is time for a game. We're going to play Unpopular Opinions. For this game, we will each give five opinions, asking if we think more people agree or disagree with said opinion. If we get it right, we get one point and the opportunity to guess the percentage split for an extra point. Most points at the end of the game or at the end of both rounds wins yep 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 so this is a brand new game no we played it before we just called it agree or disagree oh last time okay never mind it's essentially the same game well it is the same game (sighs) that's just the actual name of the app it's unpopular opinions so i'm gonna go ahead and ask you your five first here mo because i already got it in my hand and ready to go agree ask me my opinion okay whatever (laughs) agree or disagree cereal tastes better at night than in the morning agree Ooh, nope. What? They're wrong. 58% said that better in the morning. No, I kind of agree. I don't like cereal at night. I know a lot of people do. I do not. It's my every night snack. (laughs) Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is it always Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Do you ever mix it up and try something else? Listen, the last time that I mixed it up and I ate Frosted Mini Wheats, it was like... No, no, I love Frosted Mini Wheats. Yeah, but not at night. I don't feel like that. that's heavy. Frosted mini wheats has a lot of fiber in it, and yeah. so I woke up in the middle of the night with my stomach hurting. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Heavy. That's too heavy. That's like yeah. crackling oat bran or something. Yeah. Grape nuts. Uh huh. Fiber one. Yeah. <laughs> fiber one for sure. <laughs> All right, number two. Batman is neither a great superhero nor an interesting character. Agree or disagree? <laughs> Disagree. Correct. Okay. Oh, I almost said what it is. Well, you got the first number. <laughs> What's the percentage? 56. Whew, 59. Sorry. Um, darn. <laughs> All right. Home Alone 3 is a good movie. Agree or disagree? Disagree. <laughs> Correct. What percentage? Uh, I'm going to say 72. 62. Oh. But close. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Biting ice cream is a legitimate way of eating it. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Correct. What's the percentage? Uh, 70. 65. Yeah. All right. Last one here. You did good. You got three out of uh, four. The last one. Melted cheese on any food makes it taste better. Agree or disagree? Agree. 
No. Only 40% agree. I wonder if it's the any. Probably. Any food that's like, not on ice cream or something like that. Not on a grilled cheese. Wait. I was thinking putting chocolate in a grilled cheese. My brain flipped what was happening in the scenario. <laughs> More cheese on a grilled cheese? No, thank you. You Oh, hold on. I like my grilled cheese cheeseless. What happened? What did you do? I handed it to you I... for one second, Mo. You handed it to me and there were... Th all your screens <laughs> open anyway oriel says he likes corn pop at corn pops at night corn i haven't had corns corns pop corns pop <laughs> corns pop <laughs> i haven't had corn pops in forever those were really good they got soggy quick i remember yeah you they know. Do. my my lately my go-to cereal when i rarely i rarely have cereal but the go-to cereal for me has been raisin bran crunch which I had never tried because I really liked Raisin Bran. I'm like, why are we ruining? Why are we messing with perfection? But I was wrong because Raisin fair. Bed Crunch is much better. Yeah. You eat corn pops dry. Okay. 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 Dry corn pops. Reese's Puffs are really good. My kids have been getting those lately and I sneak a bowl every now and then. They're real good. See, I'm, I keep it simple. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. K-I-S-S. -S. Yep. Keep, keep it, it simple, simple, stupid. stupid. All right. All I'm right, ready. Ready? Let's go. There are no off-limit jokes. Agree or disagree? <sighs> disagree. Correct. What percentage? Sixty-four <laughs> percent. Sixty-two. Oh, I was so close. So close. Mm. Oh, uh, there's a there's an ad. A loud ad. My <laughs> gracious. <laughs> there's an ad. Okay, thanks. Mm. All right. Uh, agree or disagree? Android is better than Apple. I mean, I agree. But society is going to say disagree. So disagree. Incorrect. Did they do agree? Oh, look, I'm not even mad. Why, a lot. Yeah, 62% agree. I'm not even that mad. Android I got that is wrong. better than Apple. I'm not even mad. I'm proud of society. <laughs> <laughs> I will Maybe say. this game is only available on Android phones. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Anyway, uh, pineapple belongs on pizza. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Please come through for me again. Correct. Yeah. By what percent? Sixty-five. Sixty. Sixty? Sixty percent. Okay, okay. It's not high enough, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Agree or disagree? The cream of the Oreo is the worst part. Blah. Disagree. Correct. What percent? A hundred. No. Um, gosh, I feel like it's got to be high. I will say this is the highest percentage we've seen. Okay. Between a, both I'm of a, our questions. I'm going to say like 82. It's 74. 74? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How many have we done? Oh, I don't know, Matt. You're keeping score over there, aren't you? I think this is number five right here. Did I get two wrong? You got one wrong. Okay. Okay. This is number five, right? You're right. You're right. I didn't mark down for this one. I got it. Okay. You're right. This is number five. Ready? Yeah. 
Okay. Agree or disagree, superhero movies are boring, and I hope the fad dies soon. <laughs> Some of these are hard to answer because it goes against <gasps> everything within you. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to say anything but disagree. That's correct. Good. What's the percent? Maybe not as high as I want it to be. I'll say 64. 60. Okay. 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 That's fine. Yeah. We tied. No, we didn't tie. No, I think. Oh, yeah. You got. I won. You won. I won. Hey. I won a thing. Okay. So with me winning, uh, what did Gabigan say? 60% can be wrong. <laughs> I'm assuming that was about the Android and Apple. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, okay, so since I won that, that means next week we get to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I get so to go for that title. And... Yeah, I get to win the title. I needs to win it. I haven't held it still, right? Still haven't held yeah, that new still. title belt. Mm-mm. Sheesh. It's ridiculous. Sheesh. It's ridiculous. I mean, what a good way That's to start so out season nine, ridiculous. though. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Lee, with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. In movies and TV, Jim Henson Creature Shop will be making puppets for an upcoming stage version of My Neighbor Totoro. Chris Evans says the role of Captain America now belongs to Anthony Mackie, and he would be very cautious to make any kind of return. James Bond producer Barbara Broccoli says we're reinventing who he is, and that takes time. There's no script, no actor cast, and that filming is at least two years away. Taika Waititi says Gore the God Butcher has a nose in Love and Thunder because otherwise he looks too similar to Voldemort. Stranger Things 4 Volume 2 made Netflix crash on July 1st at midnight. Sigourney Weaver will be playing Jake's and Natiri's adopted teenage daughter in Avatar 2. Taron Egerton has apparently met with Marvel in hopes to be cast as Wolverine. The Duffer Bros teased that Stranger Things 5 will have a Return of the King-ish ending, giving every storyline a proper ending. Chris Pratt says he thinks James Gunn has made a true masterpiece with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. In gaming news, Skull and Bones, Ubisoft's infamous pirate looter, gets release date for November 8th. We also got a lot of news from Nintendo Mini Direct last week. Nier Automata, the end of Yamada edition, runs natively on the Switch. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope coming October 20th. The Persona series is also coming to Switch. And the Mega Man Network Legacy Collection is coming to Switch in 2023. Pokemon Go creators announced NBA All World, an essentially Pokemon Go NBA version. Sega plans to adapt Atlas games for live-action movies and TV. This potentially includes games like Shin Megami, Tensei, Persona, and Catherine. Jane Thor comes to Marvel Avengers. Spellbreak servers will be shutting down in early 2023 as the creator Proletariat Studio gets purchased by Blizzard and is now moving focus to developing for World of Warcraft. Bungie is working on a new mobile FPS game, which may or may not be Destiny related. Halo 4 co-op campaign launched July 11th. A new Skyrim online co-op mod released on July 8th, titled Skyrim Together Reborn. This mod will allow up to 8 players to play Skyrim together. 
Mary DeMarle, lead writer for Guardians of the Galaxy, joins Bioware, potentially writing with Mass Effect Team. Xbox app now available on Samsung TVs. God of War devs are receiving some serious abuse from fans, but have finally announced Ragnarok's release for November 9th. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you listen to that sort of thing. We're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining me this week for the Lightning Round. Hey everyone, I'm Tyranny Albright, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the video game Power Wash Simulator. Power Wash Simulator is an indie game that released in early access uh, on Steam in May of 2021. From UK-based developer Future Lab, the game is the epitome of chill. Armed with a power washer, a van, and a passion for removing grime, you are set on a journey to help the residents of Muckingham and their various and sometimes odd washing jobs. From homes and cars to planes and carnival rides, you use an arsenal of extensions, nozzles, and soaps to make Muckingham shine. You can even customize the appearance of your washer and character, and the developers are promising more content to come. Enjoy the soothing sounds of the water on different surfaces, and read the intriguing lore behind the town through job descriptions and text messages as you spray your cares away. Power Wash Simulator is perfect for those who love mellow games to unwind and de-stress, or are fans of other simulator-type games. It is low effort, relaxing, and almost addicting. The best part is you can do it all at your own pace, which is perfect for players who do not want the stress of time goals. Before playing games with friends, there's a co-op mode where you and your buddies can clean together. This is easily one of my favorite games, and in my top five most played titles on Steam. It is the best way to chill out while I listen to a podcast or some music. Of course, I don't let them drown out that amazing Power Wash ASMR. Power Wash Simulator is available now on Steam, and the full release on July 14th will also bring it to Xbox and Windows. If you love games that you can melt into your chair and simply enjoy, I highly recommend it. I'm Tyranny Albright, and remember, washing away your worries with a calming game is a great way to release some pressure. And for more Power Wash Simulator and other chill games with me, you can find me at Twitter at SilverGamingUSA, and streaming titles like this on Twitch as Silver Soul Streams. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Now it is time for Mo's Fascinating Facts. Oh, they're they're not really fascinating. Well, that's I'm the very name of the segment now, so to tell you. Try and make them more fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be wowed, Mo. I don't All want right. just boring old facts. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Did you know that the Slurpee's invention was accidental? For real? For real. Uh, Slurpee's origins have roots in the oasis of deliciousness, Dairy Queen, in 1959 franchise owner Omar, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I think it's like Nedic. Nedic. You're not going to be able to find it. You're right. Oh, yeah. Nedic? Nedlick? Is that an L? Oh, maybe it isn't. Yeah, Nedlick? Nedlick? Okay. Nedlick? Nedlick? <laughs> he found that his There's a soda lot of consonants. Let's just say. Yeah. He found that his soda fountain wasn't working and after freezing some pop bottles to keep drinks cool, he discovered customers loved the icy consistency. Using an automotive air conditioner, he invented a machine to dispense pure 
tundra-sourced slush, called it icy. <laughs> and then licensed the equipment to 7-Eleven in 1965. The company renamed it Slurpee in, or in 1966 in honor of the sound a person makes while trying to slurp up through a straw. Okay. Was Icy ever affiliated with Dairy Queen specifically? I mean, I guess in 1965 it was or in I 1964. Like, I feel like the only places I've ever seen Icy brand stuff is they used to have it at Walmart. I remember that. It used to be like in Walmart's snack section before they just brought in Subways and McDonald's. Like they used to have their own snack place. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It used to be one here, I remember, the very back. Sam's get, has, like, if you go to Kind of like Sam's. Yeah. yeah, like a smaller version. Like mm-hmm. you only could get like nachos and pretzels and an icy. So here's the thing. Like, think about the branding and movie of theaters. icy. The thing I was thinking about. I can. I really think that I can remember going to Dairy Queen as a child and there being ICs really? there. I really do, but I could just be making that up in my head. But if you consider the branding of like Blizzard, in comparison to the branding of Icy, it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So. I have to look that up. Icy's at Kmart snack areas. Yeah, they had them at Kmart too. They had them at uh, movie theaters. They still have them at movie theaters, but I don't know if they're still Icy's. At movie theaters. I know they used to be, but I don't know if they're like officially ICs anymore. I don't know. Mila gets slushes. one every time we go to the movie theater, and I can't tell you 100% if it's an icy or not. <laughs> Deidre almost always gets one. Does that uh, Coke and cherry thing where you mm-hmm. alternate it mm-hmm. all the way through. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up where Slurpee, 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. 7-Eleven is the big convenience store near in Baltimore in Maryland. Yeah. And so I grew up thinking that everything was a Slurpee, no matter where I went. Wow. And nobody really knew in North Carolina what the heck a Slurpee was because <laughs> 7-Elevens didn't go that far south. Uh, did you know that all cows, 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 cows. <laughs> You're are... still saying cows. <laughs> You're saying C-A-L-S. <laughs> All Ripkins are female. No. All cows, 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 cows. Say ow. Ow. Say owls. Owls. I know. You say owls. That's so weird. I don't know. I don't there's no L in cows. I'm sorry. Dad says. <laughs> anyway. Cows. All cows are female. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Males are called bulls or steers, and before having a calf for the very first time, a female is called a heifer. Then once she has her first calf, she becomes a cow. Yeah, I knew that uh, because of City Slickers 2, because he had a bull, like Mm -hmm. he he brought home a a steer Mm -hmm. or whatever, and uh, They're different. Bulls and steers are different. It was a steer, Uh, and... It was John Lovitz, who is Bill Crystal's younger brother, who was basically moving in uh, without their permission for a while. And he said, I was trying to help out, do some chores. I tried to milk your cow, but uh, couldn't get anything to come out. He goes, cow's name is Norman. You were pulling on his wiener. Family friendly. Mm-hmm. Good movie, though. I love those. So those might be my after Back to the Future, the City Slickers, 
Uh, two movies are probably my favorite. <laughs> I'm not a fan. No? No. Of the all of it or a specific person? Like, do you not like Billy Crystal or? I don't mind Billy Crystal. No? Mm-mm. You just don't like those movies? Yeah. I'm just not a fan. particularly that jumps out or is it? No. No? I don't have yeah. a reason? Yeah. You know, sometimes just, you just, just don't like it. things just, because just you just don't, don't like them. Like yeah, I that's, that's City that. Slickers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, Matt. Hey. Ever wonder how the oversized mustaches, striped jackets, and straw hats became synonymous with barbershop quartet music? Actually, yes. Okay. It started with vaudeville. I hope that's how you correctly yeah, say vaudeville, it. Yeah, vaudeville, yeah. Uh-huh. Barbershop quartets were often used in front of the curtain to entertain while other acts were still setting up. And in order to be seen by those in the cheap seats, that was kind of hard to say, cheap seats, <laughs> cheap seats. Uh, they... Doned, donned, 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 distinctive <laughs> costumes. Don doesn't sound right to it's me. That's right, though. <laughs> it's not doned. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that it was just, it was to be intentionally flashy. Exactly. Everyone to see him. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. That's the only reason. So growing up, my mom always told me that I was born on 714, at 714, and weighed 714. Was it a lie? The date and the weight were correct. But not the time. But I was actually born at 324 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm really not entirely sure why she lied to me all those years. Because it's fun. You don't ever need to look at your birth certificate. Why would you ruin a perfectly fun story? Exactly. <laughs> Until you look at your birth certificate when you're like 20-something years old and you're like, wait one minute. And then you feel as if you have to go make amends with every person that you've ever told this cool fact to because you were actually lying. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were born this year? That means you're actually 21. No, I'm 20. Because everyone's 10 for two years? Because third grade is half for everyone. Mom, how many lies have I been living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mm-mm. Uh, community, check it out. It's my mm-hmm. favorite show. All right, Mo. I got I got a couple of uh, would you rather scenarios for you. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna talk them out and see what we both think. So first one, would you be would you rather be half your height or double your weight? So how tall are you? Five three. Five three. So half your height, roughly. Two, two feet, six, six inches, seven inches, eight inches, two, eight, we'll say. Would you rather be under three feet? <laughs> I won't ask you how much you weigh because that's a rude question, but I'm sure double your current weight wouldn't be fun, right? For me, I'm super fat already. Double my weight, I won't fit in this room. But I'm also <laughs> six foot two, so if I cut down to three feet and one inch at this weight, wow, that, I'd, I'd look like a hoagie. So that, that's kind of my thought. Like, if I am half my height, then I am double my weight. <laughs> By the transitive property. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would look like a walking hoagie sandwich. That's what I would look like. I... <laughs> I guess I want to be toddler size. 
See, I... I don't know what would be the biggest inconvenience. Being short, like you can't reach a whole lot of stuff. Um, driving would be very difficult. But being twice my weight, same problem. Uh, for the driving, can't fit in a lot of seats. Can't do much of anything. Tired all the time. I'm already tired all the time. I can't imagine how tired I'd be if I was twice my weight. Either way, <laughs> I'd never be able to ride a roller coaster again. For real. Right? <laughs> I'm not okay with this. So you're going to stick with uh, half your height? I'm not doing anything. You have to. God so made rather? me the way that he wanted me, <laughs> and I'm not changing it. <laughs> Anymore. Oriole said that we would be the hoagie bros. <laughs> Uh, all right. The second would you rather scenario. Would you rather be the only person who speaks out of their butt or be the only person who doesn't speak out of their butt? I don't want to speak out my butt. <laughs> but you'd be so weird if you were the only one that didn't. I don't care. Right? No. Everybody speaks out of their butt like Ace Ventura. <laughs> nope. I'm not speaking out my butt. It's still my butt. I don't care. It occasionally wants to say things on its own, and that'll be enough for me. Thank you. Imagine that scenario. Like, everybody on the planet speaks out of their butt, and you start talking like, how gross. She's talking out of her food hole. <laughs> She's talking out of the place where we put food in. That's disgusting. <laughs> These are stupid questions. <laughs> They're not supposed to be great. Making me <laughs> think for no real reason at all. There's no benefit to these discussions. There isn't. There really, really isn't. Big and ass, didn't they do a South Park episode similar to that? They did a South Park episode where they found out that I don't, I don't remember what the reasoning was, but it was like they found out that their bodies work the same way in reverse. Reverse, so reverse. Stuck food up the end. You poop it out your mouth. That is disgusting. It was very disgusting. It was that South Park. Dis- it okay. was very disgusting. And we're moving along. <laughs> this is stupid. Why are we having this conversation right now? That was Kabigan's fault. <laughs> vomit in my mouth. At least it's just fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now it is time to uh, share some things that we love. Each of us has a recommendation of something that we think is awesome. Mo, what do you got? The new Chip and Dale movie. Bruh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Is good. It's so good. I love it. I've uh-huh. seen it three times. Oh, it. <laughs> I like. I really was hoping that my kids would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they didn't as much. Well, they didn't as, like it as much. As you? I mean, they enjoyed it, yeah. but like, I was over there like nerding out the right, entire right, time. Right. Loved yeah. every aspect of it. I thought the entire thing was just put together. Perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Very weird, very funny. Yeah. C- uh, combination of, of things. Uh, very Roger Rabbit-esque. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh-huh. But I also like how they had, oh, man, who was it? Which one was it? Because we watched it right after we took our first break, and so now I can't remember. Was it Chip or was it Dale that got the the facelift, the body lift? The, the 3D surgery? Yeah. That was uh, Dale, because it was double O Dale was his thing that he was going to do. So I just like how they did a twist on that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. One of them was 3D animated and the other one was still 2D. That uh-huh. was really neat. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, a lot of good voice actors in that one. Uh, interesting storylines. Mm-hmm. I like the we're making bootleg movie, you know. Yes. <laughs> characters. Uh, it was seeing so good. all the all the Easter eggs. Even on the third watch, there was a bunch of stuff I didn't catch the first two watches. Yeah. You know, Easter egg I have wise. To go back and watch again. You know, other characters that are just kind of in the background. Even they even had Randy Marsh from South Park in one of the really? scenes. Yeah. He was sitting in a sauna with somebody else as they were crawling along over the ceiling. Like this is that was a weird thing to see in a Disney movie. But the fact that they just had all these characters in there was really neat. It was I know. A really neat thing. I uh, loved it. Yeah, the movie was so really cool. good. We won't spoil the the whole thing, but like it was it's just it's it was fun. It was pure fun. Yeah. It was not what I thought they were doing when they first announced that this movie was happening by a long shot. Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. My kids really liked it, too. But again, not for the same reason I did. Yeah. Because they weren't nerding out on all the nostalgia and all this. They were just like, this is funny. (laughs) But but that turned them on to watching the original cartoons. So they started watching the original cartoons. It was really, really fun. Uh, I remember watching those a lot when I was a kid. Okay. My Thing is also a movie. Ah. Uh, And it's uh, a movie starring your favorite actor. (gasps) Who? Adam Sandler. <gasps> what? Have you not seen his latest movie on Netflix called Hustle? I can't remember if I watched it's it. It's just come out in the last couple of weeks. So if you haven't seen it, Adam no, Sandler but I've movie seen in the last it. couple weeks. I don't think that we've watched Hustle. My kids, for whatever reason, have been on an Adam Sandler kick. And yeah, so it's Topher's been like. saying it's his favorite too now. Happy Gilmore <laughs> and Billy Madison. Ooh, and the classics. Yeah. Stop looking at me, Schwan. I tried to get them to watch 50 First Dates, and they're like, no, I don't want to watch that one. I'm like. Wedding singer? Anybody? Big no? Daddy. That was Big my. Daddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one was good. Yeah. Those are classics. That's uh-huh. that's that's like teenage years. Yeah. For me, for sure. Uh-huh. Mr. Deeds, I like that one a lot. That was my least favorite. Least favorite? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, probably yeah. not least favorite. Yeah, Little, Little Nicky, Nicky is my least yeah, favorite. That was the least yeah. favorite. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, he had that. Eight Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights was a good one. Uh-huh. He also had that one where he was his own twin sister. That one was. Oh, ugh. what was that one? I don't even want to remember. Uh,. Bedtime Stories was good. Bedtime Click. Stories was good. Click, very good. Uh-huh. Click's one of my favorites. But anyway, Hustle <laughs> is his latest one. Hustle is a more serious movie. It is okay. not a typical Adam Sandler movie, which he does occasionally. He did Uncut Gems. He did uh, The Cobbler. The Cobbler. You know, that was oh. a real weird one. Really good, though. Yeah. Um, Uncut Gems is really good, but it was really vulgar. <laughs> like, it was just, a, this is an intense movie. Um but Hustle is just, its he's a scout. He's a scout for, um, I don't remember what team now, uh, but he's a scout for one of the NBA teams, and he stumbles upon this street baller who's really good and a really sweet kid, and he's just trying to get him on an NBA team. Cool. And uh, 
It's it feels the movie kind of feels formulaic because you kind of know. All right, well this now this is going to happen and now this is going to happen and that does fall into place. But it's just like it's, it's it it's almost comforting in that way yeah. because this is the kind of movie we don't make anymore. Mm. I was very pleased with how this movie turned out. Nice. There was a little bit a little bit of the Adam Sandler, you know, humor in there, but mm-hmm. just a scotch. Most of it was just. Normal, normal basketball film, and it was really good. I very much enjoyed it. Interesting. I think you'll like it. I'll too. have to watch it. All right, so now we're moving on to things that we hate. Each of us has something to share that we wish would leave this earth. Call them unrecommendations. Mo, what do you got for us? All right, so we have a home security system, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, I I hate what our our timer just told us. <laughs> okay. Um. So we have a home security system, and at night, whenever we arm alarm the house, mm-hmm. whenever we alarm it, um, it's not called arm it. <laughs> it is called arm it. Okay, and that's the thing. I will set the alarm yeah. on the house, right? And it gives us a little like ten second countdown, so that if there are any doors that are open, we can close them and lock them. Mm-hmm. And then once it is fully set. Yes. It will say, arming, stay. Your house is now armed to stay. (laughs) That, like, it finally hit me one day, because we've lived in this house for almost nine years, Mm -hmm. and we've had the security system for just as long. We've alarmed the thing every single night when we go to bed. And it just hit me that to say... Your home is now armed to stay. Makes it as if, like, if there was a burglar who came up to our house in the middle of the night, our home through the windows would have, like, these massive guns that come out and, like, (laughs) point directly at the burglar. You know, our home is now armed. Mm -hmm. It makes zero sense to me. So is that the thing you hate? I hate that it says armed. (laughs) Why doesn't it say alarmed? Because if a burglar comes up and tries to break in, the alarm is going to go mm. off. So you just don't like the phrasing. I really don't. Used with now every single night, system. whenever I set the alarm on my home, I'm like, <laughs> "No, you're not armed to stay. You are alarmed." Or you'll well, think but that then, would make a good security system. <laughs> I mean, it would. I think that it, it's a really novel idea. Cartoony um, thing. But steps coming on. <laughs> right out the windows. But Chris. Do you want to continue? So Chris made a point that it's also not alarmed. Like an alarm will go off. Yes. But our house is not alarmed that we're staying. <laughs> like he, he was like, oh, my gosh, you're still, still here. here. Oh, so we're having this conversation. Mila is already in bed. She's asleep. And so the boys and Chris and I are standing in our hallway having this conversation. And I'm like, guys, what would it be? What would the more accurate thing be? And then Chris comes out with, well, it's not alarmed. The house isn't scared that we're still here and, and does exactly what you just did. And the boys and I legitimately had a laughing fit in the hallway about to pee our pants just at the thought of like, what's better, your home being armed or your home being alarmed? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> that's, um, 
That's a weird thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nuisance at this point. It's an annoyance that I just can't get over. Fix it, English language. I know. We need a new word here. <sighs> That's funny. All right. Uh, the thing I hate is how injuries kind of just become permanent once you hit 35. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I hurt myself, I'm like, well... That's something Guess that's going to hurt forever. <laughs> oh, bang my knee. Again, that is why Better Jesus died pain. when he did. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have hurt myself in many ways over the last uh, few months, and it's still all hurting. Hmm. Like, it ain't healing. Nothing's healing. Nothing's healing right. And uh, Dave just feeling the same way mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Feeling the same way. Yeah. Uh, you're also just always tired. There's never there's never a not tired moment anymore. And uh, doesn't help that I don't drink coffee. Well, that's only because you have, like, you started having babies late. That's that true. was your fault. That is our fault. Yeah. It was a mistake. <laughs> I am actually to the point in my life where I'm like. I don't feel exhausted all the time anymore. <laughs> That's true. I was thinking about it the other day. You're like, you went on a date last night. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah. She could just leave all her kids at the house and do whatever she wants. That sounds so good. It's amazing. <laughs> it's going to be years before I can just leave the kids at the house. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. <laughs> like, it's going to be years before all three of them go to school for several hours a day, but I'm looking forward to that already. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? I'll have the whole day. Without any screaming children in the house. Oh, I can't wait. (sighs) You say that now. It's also heartbreaking. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. Mm. (laughs) Now it's time for our Twitch friends to ask us insanely personal, just plain silly, or possibly embarrassing questions. Uh, hmm. (laughs) Our first question is from KY Redhead. Mm -hmm. What is your personal favorite silly song with Larry? That's a simple question. Unfortunately, because she made the distinction with Larry, I can't give my favorite silly song. My favorite silly song is his cheeseburger, but Larry is not involved in that silly song. What's your favorite one? Well, now you're having me question if the one, there are two that I really like. Okay. And I think that it's with Larry. Most of them are. Barbara Manatee? Mm Mm-hmm. Barbara Manatee. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the lip song. Two classics. Okay. Yeah. You went classic. Those right. are my favorite, hands down. I think my favorite are a little bit m- newer. I say newer, it's still like a decade ago or more, but not in the earlier DVDs. Uh, I like the Sport Utility Vehicle song. You remember that one? You and me in a sport utility vehicle, nope. cruising nope. a 7-Eleven for a bag of Frito-Lay. Whoa. It's really good. Nope. And then there's Pizza Angel. No. You haven't heard Pizza Angel? Mm-hmm. Pizza Angel is like in the style of kind of like a 50s song. Uh, it's like, Pizza Angel, please come to me. Something. I don't know how it goes at this point. Cheese but it's your so favorite. Gooey. I haven't heard it in forever, but they're really good. My favorite is his cheeseburger. But uh, those two are really good. And those are, uh, that Pizza Angel one is something Johnny will sing, like, at any point. I'll just hear him go, Pizza Angel. <laughs> in another room. It's Aww. really cute. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. He's, he's the kind of kid that has been doing 
just the random singing of songs, which Eli never did. But like he'll do, the, he'll just bust out in the song, not even realize he's doing it, and I love it. That's one of my favorite parts of Johnny. <laughs> Fair. Hey, uh, our second question is from Lark. Hey. <laughs> and she wants to know what hairstyle would we give each other and why? Wigs are allowed. I, was, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hmm. I'm going to give you my hairstyle just so that we can truly see I'd look good. how much we look alike. <laughs> I think you might look a lot like Hulk Hogan with my current hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just... That, you know, cut that part out. Uh-huh. Beard, yeah, I really do. I back. think, yeah. Listen here, brother. That, never uh, mind. I don't even need to. <laughs> do I look Someone like a female here. version of Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I th- <laughs> now I need to know. times i've watched our shows back and i've been like man matt and i really do favor we do like we could pass as like siblings at the very yeah, least I, I agree with that yeah but now like can you say brother for us Mom? how does he say it brother brother <laughs> let me tell you something brother <laughs> oh i can't do that <laughs> i can't do i he has a daughter, know. doesn't he? I Do I look know, like his now, daughter? But now that's all I'm going to see. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I need someone to Photoshop Mo as Hulk Hogan. Mm. Please and thank you. <laughs> I would give you that that uh, that blonde punk haircut where they shave off this side of the head. And it's all buzz cut. And then you just have this hair that goes down there. Like long. That's what I give you. Dye it up, different colors. Just to see. You look dope. Be punk rock, Mo. You'd look really cool. My hair would be punk rock. <laughs> Everything else about me would still be the same. Sun. It would not fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My... Sundress, pink coffee mug. Uh-huh, somewhere... Cup of ambition. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Come on, I didn't get to experience punk rock mo or punk mo whatever. (sighs) I need to. I need to see it. I I mean, just because I wore parachute pants (laughs) doesn't mean I was punk. Well, I mean, (laughs) was anyone really punk, or are we all just kind of posers? Yeah. <laughs> All the realizations. I got called. I got called a preppy because I had a button-up shirt once. I'm like, my, my mom bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm picking out clothes? I didn't even pick <laughs> this out. Jeez. I don't even have money. Mind your business. <laughs> Judge much? Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180. LTN Radio. So I am a collector of pop culture things. Action figures, Funko Pops, you know, general nerdy stuff that doesn't really serve a value anywhere. But it gives me a little spark of joy, so I like to collect them. And when I know something is coming out, uh, I have a habit 
of ordering it on Amazon and ordering it at my local GameStop. Pre-ordering. And then I sit back and wait to which one actually shows up first. I ordered some collector Funkos of Outcast, And they both showed up first on Amazon. I ordered this really rare, valuable Batman Hush 2-pack. And I ordered both of them on the same day from Amazon and from GameStop. And they showed up at GameStop first. And so that's that's kind of like my MO. I will order from both places and wait to see which one actually shows up first. And then I'll just cancel the other order. Um, no harm, no foul. And it reminds me of this story that's in the Bible of where uh, the prophets of Baal and Elijah are basically saying, all right, let's call out to our God and see which one shows up first. In chapter 18, verse 24, it reads this, then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. And so you've got the prophets of Baal and Elijah both pulling this same kind of situation of we're going to both place this order and see which God delivers. Now, this was cool when it was, you know, an Old Testament lesson for us to learn from prophets. But I think that we still have a habit of doing this today where when it comes to our success, when it comes to our satisfaction, when it comes to our contentment, we lean on the world and things that this world has to offer and we also lean on God and we pretty much run to whichever one delivers what we want first and that really can become a problem because sometimes the world will give us something first but it's not what we need not what God has planned so I just want to encourage you stop trying to hedge your bets and just put your faith fully on what God will give you and deliver Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. things. Knowing someone else's opinion of me does not mean you know me. It does mean you know more about that person's character. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8. The next time your conversation turns toward anything less than such things, Stop and remind yourself of those words. Jesus knew the struggle we would have to set our minds on the things above. He knew the struggle it would be to keep our conversations pure and lovely. He knew, and yet he still encouraged it. Keep it lovely. In all things, such things. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. All right. 
we are going to uh, move into our main topic for this week. Uh, and we're going to start by kicking off a discussion with our Discord. So as our Discord chat is uh, populating... Populating. Uh, over here with, with folks who would like chat to is chat with us. Let me explain what we're going to be discussing this week. Christianity is kind of losing the culture war these days. But that is something that we've come to expect. However, in our efforts to fight the culture war, we seem to be harming ourselves the worst. I've seen this uh, personally going on in my own life from how I acted in high school versus how I act now and how much that has changed. So this week, we're going to be talking about what is hindering Christianity today. And I want to start with a specific question for our Discord buds, uh, which might just be Oriel today, but we'll see if anyone else jumps in. <laughs> but if it's just Oriel, that's fine. <laughs> um, you mean Tad's not there yet? Oh, wait. Tad's not Tad's, Tad, Tad is there. Tad's there. Okay. okay. So the question is, uh, how did you share the love of Christ with someone now compared to when you were younger? And what has changed about your approach and why? So let's uh, jump into chat and introduce who we got here. Uh, Y'all there? Can you hear us? Yeah. Whoop, whoop. All right. Let me it's make all sure, my brothers. Make sure we can hear you. <laughs> all nope. of them. All, all of them. them. Now we can hear you. Well, Matt included. Sheesh. My brothers. <laughs> my brothers. brothers. My brothers. All right, so we've got uh, we got Oriole Jedi here, Brian, otherwise known as Brian. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad oh, to have oh. you. Oriel? Oh, oh, Oriel. Yes. <laughs> Will you please say the animal that says moo? Cow. He says it all. He does it with the nail Wow. Wow, bro. Cow? <laughs> Lark, Cal. thank you for that, that subscription. 17 months in a row. My goodness. So Marylanders have a very distinct kind of accent, dialect, and yeah. I've lost all of it from when I was a kid, except for... I think some of those really weird words Cows that I say. And, and everything with yep. a double O. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oriel, do you do the double O weird also? I she, mean, I, like, say, say food. Food? Uh, yeah, see? He says it like I say it. Food. Food. No, you say it, you, you say it like it's almost a, a you, like food. You say food. He food. didn't say that. Food. You have to really focus to food. say food. 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 <laughs> say it again, Oriel. Food. See? No, it sounded He's... right to me. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> anyway. And we also have uh, Tad Hall, otherwise known as Duncan, in here. I don't like calling Hi. you Duncan. I'm so used to calling you Tad now. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> everyone says, you know, Tad is so much easier than saying you're really real is. Like, okay. <laughs> everyone runs on Duncan, so <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I say, just think Duncan's toy chest. Can you say cow for us? Yes. Cow? Awesome. Cow? See, perfect. Cow? Now I'm going to yeah. have to cut all the cow? cow talk out because that doesn't happen until Tuesday, and this is for the Monday show. <laughs> 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 Whoops. That was my We're talking in the future. <laughs> in the future. Lark is offering to jump in and say cow. I think I think Tad covered it. He, he, he did. It. Cow? Hop in and say cow and leave. All right. Cow. Do it. Do it, Lark. I dare you. 
I double dog dare you. <laughs> I dare you to say no other words. Just cow. Just on, say cow, and gone. On, cow, Do gone. it. We will wait. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting. Cow. <laughs> cow. Cow. <laughs> Thank you, Lark. It was so long and drawn. <laughs> this was helpful. <laughs> this was a good experiment. I appreciate uh, this. All right. So today's question is, how do you share the love of Christ with someone now compared to when you were younger? I don't necessarily mean when you were a kid, but just any time previous in your life. What has changed uh, about how you approach that and why? So I, and I also don't necessarily mean like having trying to walk someone through like the prayer of salvation or anything. I just mean like how you share your Being faith, how you talk about yeah, how do you talk about Jesus with someone who might be interested? Hmm. I only have like seven years of experience, so that's plenty of time to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I I guess it would be more so how I connect with people okay. um, and what things are brought up because more things I've been able to go through more things and discover more of who God is recently. So um, really being confident in sharing with uh, those that I know that are struggling through depression and being able to say, look, I know God can, can go through this with you um and so yeah when when i was younger it was basically a, i kind of felt like i fell into opportunities to share jesus mm -hmm. um like we would i i would give um just uh vagabonds uh rides wherever they needed um and share jesus and all of a sudden they wanted to be saved and it was really cool um, so, or I'd be walking around. So it was really kind of uninten more unintentional when I was younger. Sitting there talking about you only have seven years of experience. <laughs> I was driving around people like their personal Uber and bringing them to Christ right then and there. Jeez. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brian? My, I've become like uh, Ted said, more intentional about yeah. it. I've kind of made it more. It, um, it's hard to describe, but like I would, I've also it's more of uh, showing with how I'm living my life, mm. and instead <laughs> of making it all about words, because I always feel like actions are a lot better with showing than just saying words. Cause I mean, we all know people who say, Oh, I give you my word. And then they don't follow through on it. Sure. But when you actually are doing something, you're going to do something because you believe it, not to, I mean, some people might try to do something to prove a point, but you can normally tell those kind of things compared to someone who actually believes in something that is living it out in their life. Yeah. And so I just feel it's more genuine now instead of trying to force it into a conversation like I used to. You would always like be talking to somebody and just 
all of a sudden out of nowhere kind of come in with the whole oh hey do you want to talk about jesus kind of thing <laughs> and now it becomes more of a natural flowing conversation and you're kind of meeting the people where they are that's what i've become more accustomed to doing and especially now with i mean love thy nerd i mean it's become a great way of kind of meeting people where they are and telling people about love thy nerd and then being able to move the conversation genuinely from into talking about jesus mm -hmm. yeah see when i was younger uh i was very much like i was very much the the yelling at the people who were doing the wrong thing kind of person like i was the loud blogger who was like here's 11 reasons why you're going to hell you know that kind of not not that direct but essentially right. that's the the message and uh it was uh, cr at first celebrate recovery at first and then ltn has continued to help me have kind of a more focus on the importance of love and the more importance of planting seeds there have been a couple times where i've gotten to walk someone through you know accepting christ and that's really cool but i also you know have to realize that that's just like that's kind of like the end point of a long series of seeds that have been planted in that person's life it's nothing that i did right then and there like this has been going on. I'm fortunate enough to get to experience a cool moment. Um, but it's important that had those seeds not been planted in that person's life, I never would have had that moment with them. They never right. would have gotten there. And so it's really gotten to me just, just like that. It's really gotten to me to be more important about just being good at planting seeds <laughs> and planting good seeds at that. And so with, LTN and with with CR, just like you said, it's more important at the beginning to actually be friends. It's more important to show love to people who might not feel love anywhere else. Uh, and that will naturally start to produce opportunities in a lot of people's lives to have those conversations. It's like um, a 21 Pilots song that got really popular because of uh, the Suicide Squad movie, the first one. Right. Uh, heathens. You know, mm -hmm. all my friends are yeah. heathens. Take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. That's exactly what it's talking about. It's a talking about yep. don't come in here just, you know, screaming about Jesus and proselytizing and whatever. Take it slow with them. Wait for them to come to you. And that's really how most of these kind of salvation experiences work. Is you have to wait for them. It's 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 just like you know in recovery, you know you you know they always say in recovery you can't force anybody into recovery. They are going to have to hit their own rock bottom and they're going to have to come to that realization. Salvation's the exact same way. They're going to have to come to their own realization that I need Jesus. So be the person who's shown they can come to when they reach that decision and be safe right. to have that kind of discussion. And that's something I did not care about <laughs> when, I was, when I was, you know, two decades ago. You know, I didn't, I didn't think any of that stuff through. I just thought, let's throw out as much Jesus talk and Bible verses as possible, like a, throwing a bomb into the middle of a crowd and hope the splatter sends somebody to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't ever really work out for me that well. Right. I mean, it's kind of like a lot of people would be uh, bragging about when I was growing up, like, oh, I've brought this many people to church that have then had gotten baptized and everything like that. And it would kind of make me feel like, what am I doing wrong that I haven't brought anyone to get baptized that I've seen personally? Mm -hmm. But maybe, like you said, with the whole planting seeds, down the line... I wasn't meant to be the one that got mm-hmm. them, that saw them get baptized, but I was one of many along their journey of getting them to the faith. And if I hadn't done my part, then it wouldn't, may not have happened. Absolutely. So, yeah. We should, we should yeah. treat all the situations like we are representative, represent, representative of Christ, uh, in all that we do and that's why it's you know important to be good representatives at all times because you never know who's watching us and you know drawing from their experience with us as believers to yeah. kind of inform if that's something that they want to do in their life they want to you know if that's the path they want to take mo what about you uh so really you and i i think that we've talked about this before but we are similar, very similar. similar pattern. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I've actually had this topic hit very personally recently, um, which I'm sure we can talk about later in the week. Um, but it's because of the situation that has been around me, it's really made me pause and consider like, what is it that causes us in our Christian walk to kind of go from feeling that legalism to love, you know, mm. it's really made me take a step back and go, okay, wait a minute. Why do people go through this pattern? And the only thing that I can really come up with is the fact that, you know, once we first turn our lives over to Jesus, that we feel this passion, that on fire moment, you know, where we, we realize what we've been saved from and we want for everybody in our lives to have that same salvation, mm-hmm. you know, and we just yeah. feel like this intensity to go out and tell the world because we don't want to see anybody within our family or our friends go without knowing God. Right. You know, um, so we put on our fire pants, so to speak, and just go out <laughs> screaming. I can remember I we've I've already said before that I grew up Pentecostal. And so it was on Saturday mornings, we would regularly meet at our church And then we would break off into teams of like five or six with tracks Mm -hmm. and we would go door knocking and we would walk around the neighborhoods surrounding our church, knocking on doors and then invite ourselves into these people's homes to try and quote unquote win souls. What that did for me, because I was saved at a young age and then kind of went into that lifestyle very, very early, um, what that did for me was kind of gave me this idea that I was their savior. Mm. You know, Mm. how many souls am I winning? How many people am I seeing get baptized that I brought to church? (laughs) You know, and I was that girl all throughout my teen years who... Every single week. Are you going to come to church with me this week? Are you going to come to church? My mom will come and get you. My mom's car was always full of my friends because I 
twisted every single one of their arms <laughs> to come to church with me. And the payoff, right? The payoff really wasn't that great. Like I look at those people now and while seeds may have been sown, me like forcing things down their throat didn't help. Likely tainted some of those situations. Exactly. Exactly. But exactly like you said, through Celebrate Recovery and also through partnering with Love Thy Nerd, Realizing that the focus is love, loving others. You attract more bees with honey, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what, it, is that the saying? That's the saying, but it's scientifically inaccurate. Well, whatever. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, no, no. It's, is fly. it flies? No, it's you flies. Attract, there you go. You, you attract I more mean, flies bees do, bees do like honey. with honey. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. 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 Um, it has been my experience in my almost 37 years that the more you shove things down people's throat and you guilt trip them and you, you shame them, the further they're going to walk away. Yeah. But when you show them love and understanding while partnering that with truth, you would be surprised at the conversations and the doors that that opens within people's lives for them to be willing to at least hear about Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all got any last words there, yeah. Brian, Tad? Uh, I would also say um, that the one thing that hasn't changed is not being afraid to share uh, the things that God's redeemed and delivered me from. Mm-hmm. So at work, I always get asked, so why don't you smoke cigarettes anymore? And so, and that's been a, a perfect um, opportunity to share. Well, it was purely a God thing. Um, and that, it, you know, that process of God taking that out of my life and taking drugs out of my life and bringing healthy relationships and, and all of those opportunities have, you know, even when they don't agree about God, I've been able to share, um, the things that, that they're longing for or seeking. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Brian, any last words from you? No, I think pretty much said everything <laughs> I uh, was going to say. Cows. Uh, <laughs> don't have to do it alone. <laughs> Cows have nothing to do with this conversation. Yeah. That's the last, it's that's a the moo last point. Cow. It's a moo point. It's like a cow's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's moo. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys are thank the best. You. Love y'all. <laughs> Love, Love you. Guys. Bye. <laughs> Hi, cow's opinion. It's just moo. <laughs> Have I been living with him for too long or did all of that just make sense? <laughs> all right. So this week we are talking about things that are hindering Christianity. So first up, we're going to talk about legalism. This is a classic one, uh, the one that even Jesus himself had to put up with, the focus on rules as opposed to the focus on faith, hope, and love. Mm. Uh, One of the things that we struggle with as believers is pointing to the sins of unbelievers. Like we demand repentance from them as the first step to their salvation. Now, we don't say it like that, but that's how we act. Like we see the world living like the world lives and we think and often speak that their only chance to find salvation is change now. 
stop sinning now. When in reality, it is the call of the love of Christ on a person's heart that starts that process. You realize your need for a savior, and then you begin true transformative change. Mm -hmm. That doesn't stop us from calling out strangers, though, for some reason, especially on the Internet. Gosh, social media has done a terrible thing for believers (laughs) when it comes to trying to spread the good news. Instead, Mm -hmm. we spread the bad news. You're sinning. Mm Uh, I think we often forget what we were like before salvation and what brought us to salvation. We're also like, we forget how sinful that we still are Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So why do we expect people who don't believe in the Bible to follow the Bible's rules? And why are we so offended when they don't? I don't know. I will say that is one of... I, the biggest aha moments that I had while Kevin was our pastor here. And he said something along the lines of stop expecting non-believers to act like believers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> what? Excuse you? <laughs> Mind blown. You know, because yeah. it, it happens every single day. Christians every single day are offended at the choices of people who are not living their life in the same moral aspect as what, as what we are. Yeah. But why are we surprised? Why are we offended? Yeah. I, I don't know, Matt. (laughs) I don't know because we're human. That's why. And because it will always be easier for us to point out the faults in others than for us to honestly look in the mirror and say, okay, God, Tell me whatever it is that needs to be straightened out. Mm-hmm. With, uh, like we talked about it with the discord discussion. When I was a kid, I ran a, a blog, a kid when I was a teen, when I was a college age teenager, I ran a blog that, uh, my brother, my older brother, uh, once called me like Rush Limbaugh jr. And at the time, I'm like, that was a cool compliment. And now I'm like, that was awful. Why would I ever think that was a cool thing? Like, I'm not saying Rush Limbaugh was a bad person, but that's not the person I want to be. And that's not who I want to come off as because Rush Limbaugh got his entire career basically calling out everybody else's BS all the time and highly political. Yeah. And while my stuff wasn't all that political, it was more, you know, faith based. It was still like, you don't really want to come at everybody with that kind of tone, especially when it's faith-based stuff. It's just me yelling at non-Christians. That's all it is. A few times yelling at Christians, but mostly yelling at non-Christians who are doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a... Like I, like I said, it's, the internet has, has done a bad thing for us. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's really given us license to be offensive without having to look somebody in the eye. Mm-hmm. And Christians have taken that and run with it. And we often do it within echo chambers. So it'll be a lot of people who are agreeing with us and building us up. Yes, that's right. I'm going to share it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to comment. Wonderful point. And we think we're doing something good. We we consider it a ministry. (laughs) 
And that's so dangerous because all it's doing, especially when we're in the echo chamber, is when someone who is living a way that we disagree with or that we're railing against happens to stumble upon it, all we're doing is hammering that door shut. We are not opening the door and welcoming them in. We are hammering it shut, mm-hmm. saying, this is our area. You don't belong. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to walk away thinking they don't belong, mm-hmm. that they don't even have that opportunity to belong. Uh, back in the late 2000s, I read an article about a Baptist church that attended an insane clown posse concert. Remember the insane clown posse? I don't. You don't remember? Can you fix our, our picture? Oh, it's on you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I was waiting for an opportunity. Sorry. <laughs> Normally, when you're over on this side, uh-huh, you just hit the I can for handle me. it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Should I just give you this and you be in charge of it? Is Maybe it I possible? Because I thought about it. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll work on that. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Derailed. In- internal. Uh, office communication right there that y'all got to be a part of. Uh, so anyway, back in the late 2000s, I read an article about a Baptist church attending an insane clown posse concert. Thousands of kids with their face painted as evil clown uh, designs. The crowds at these type of concerts are notorious for kind of unrepentant bad behavior there. Uh, you know, but that's kind of most concerts these days. <laughs> but a Baptist church showed up to cook them hamburgers and give them away for free. To the fans, which uh, their fans are called Juggalos, okay. uh, they did not preach at them. They did not pass out tracks. All they did was just love the kids, mm-hmm. show them love, talk to them, not necessarily about anything specific, just talk to them, give them food. One of the Baptists said that they saw the faces of these kids soften behind that evil clown paint saying, you can tell these are good kids. And that's really the honest truth is most people who we tend to rail against because they disagree with us on some topic, even some you know big topics, are people that have genuinely come about their beliefs in a genuine way that they think is immoral and you know right way. Most people think that they are good, and so. While it is a necessary requirement for us to eventually come to that conclusion that, you know, we are all sinful, to just outright make that your only interaction with other people, basically you calling out their sins, mm-hmm. that's not bringing anybody to Christ. That's not bringing anybody to you. And like conviction is one thing, but conviction often comes when you're alone, Conviction often comes in moments you don't expect it. It mm-hmm. doesn't come from somebody just screaming at you. Right. It doesn't come from somebody just insulting you or calling you stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guarantee the impact that these this Baptist church had on those kids for what church people could be like. Like, I'm sure that changed at least dozens of opinions that people had about church people, about mm-hmm. Christians. Mm-hmm. They thought they're all judgmental. They all hate us. Blah, blah, blah. Well, these ones were nice, mm-hmm. you know, and that changes your perspective. That changes what you think. Well, okay, maybe they're not all bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe like any other sect of humans, there's some jerks and there's some good ones. Right. <laughs> Like the goal is to realize is that while we are 
the you know kind of ambassadors uh, for the faith. Uh, hopefully, we can get them to realize that yeah, just like any other group of people, there's going to be some bad apples, and don't judge all of Christianity. Definitely, don't judge Jesus by the ones that are unfortunately more in the public eye because those are the ones you see on the news and those are the ones that you see uh, all over social media. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that are usually more quiet that are also are more reserved that are also more reasonable yeah. <laughs> and kind. Yeah. If we could just, as Christians, care about people who are normally exiled we would be planting good seeds. We would be planting seeds that actually could sprout mm-hmm. as opposed to just throwing seed on the ground, you know, on the dirt or on the uh, asphalt that does nothing and accomplishes no good because they're covered in our hatred and our bile, you know, that we spit out at people. Mm-hmm. It's so reckless to do that. It's so reckless for that to be your way of, of spreading. I mean, the, the biggest case, I guess, of a church doing that would be Westboro Baptist church, which I think is all but disbanded at this point, oh, yeah. especially after the founder kind of renounced it on his deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> so they kicked him out posthumously. Um, but like, <sighs> At their core, they thought they were doing what was right, and they thought that they were doing something Christian, which I'm not even sure they count (laughs) as Christians at all, but they truly believe what they were doing was going to help people. Mm -hmm. Their church was 14 people. Almost all of them were family. I don't think it ever grew outside of someone marrying somebody in that family. Right. Like, that's proof right there that a message of pure hate doesn't do much in bringing people to change, Mm -hmm. to a heart change. Yeah. So I said it yesterday, and the more that we're talking about it, the more I'm kind of having this realization. But when when we first give our lives to Jesus, we have to be careful not to have that savior complex. Mm-hmm. where we then take it as our goal to be Jesus in people's lives and that it's it's our job to save them from their sins. And I think it gets kind of twisted and confused because, you know, when we're first coming to our faith and first learning what it means to be a Christian, you know, we hear, okay, well, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means to be Christ-like. Okay, well, guess what? We're never going to be fully Christ-like. We can't. Right. It's not possible. We are going to fail at that every single day. Furthermore, there's nothing that we can say that's going to save someone from their sins. Nothing. We don't have that power. Yep. You know, Jesus, we're then told to go and make disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times we kind of take that as like, well, we have to go and change the world. We have to go into every area, every corner of the world and save every person and spread the gospel as far and as wide as we possibly can. How many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve. Yep. You know, we have to remember that 
as long as we are walking in faith and we pair that faith with God's truth, and then we bundle it all together with a whole lot of love and grace, our circle may actually be very small. Mm. But when we're throwing seeds, like you were saying, and we're just tossing them out there, there's going to be a lot of seeds that get trampled over. There's going to be a lot of seeds that just lay on top of the ground and never get tilled and soiled, never get watered. There's going to be a lot of seeds that get mixed together. And before you know it, you're going to have some sort of hybrid that's making no sense. (laughs) Right? Yeah. To spread the gospel is intentional. Yeah. And it's purposeful. And it requires love. Mm -hmm. And love and legalism never go hand in hand. Absolutely right. And uh, that's one of the things that I like about LTN, because one of the things that I heard in the first LTN con was how LTN really exists to till the soil. Mm. You know, it's, it's not so much that we're necessarily watering seeds. We are trying to break apart hardened, dry soil Mm -hmm. and get them open to accepting the planting of seeds. Right. And that's an important thing because it is often other Christians that have hardened that soil for people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we got to be able to do uh, that necessary job before any of the rest of that ever falls into place. Mm -hmm. So I like it. I think it's a good thing. And I think more of us would be better uh, for it if we focus more on love than anything else. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, as we continue this week. So this week we're talking about things that are hindering Christianity. Second up, we're going to talk about conservatism. Now, it's not our intention to get super political here but more to discuss why being super political is precisely what's hurting us. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the very first iteration of this show was a podcast called the back row Baptist podcast. And in our 11th episode ever, which I don't think Mo was actually there for, but probably not if I'm wrong, like you were, you were brought on as the co-host at this point, but I don't think you were here for this specific episode. Okay. We talked about Donald Trump. This was in 2015. And so we were ramping up to the 2016 election where it was between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And our discussion was, gosh, do we really want Donald Trump to be the representation of conservatism and and he, this was like right after his two Corinthians gaffe oh, yeah, yeah. and like, I mean, he's, he's running like as a Christian conservative and we're like, but he's been in the public eye for decades. Like we know faith isn't that big of a deal for him. Isn't a super important thing just based on what we've seen. It seems like he's doing the politics thing of, okay, I'm running for president. I'm a super Christian. Right. And they're like, is this, I mean, do we want the mantra of lesser of two evils to be leading where we go uh, when we're talking about our faith in politics? Putting our, uh, oh, I mean, 
putting putting all of our trust in, in Donald Trump as conservatives was a was and still continues to be a dangerous thing. And you saw this kind of like we had pastors, very prominent pastors, who initially around that time were saying like we can't, yeah, we can't do this, we can't put up Donald Trump. Only to a year later, completely flip flop and put right. out a long thing about how yes, Trump is good for the country, and you know whatever what he accomplished as president, whether you like him or not, he did accomplish a lot of, of conservatively good things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's still not a a, a a a messenger for for Jesus, and certainly shouldn't be. Uh, uh, like I saw paintings. Of Trump and Jesus together. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's, mm, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Like, Jesus is moving everything that, that, uh, you know, every hand that uh, Trump has, every, every move that he makes, it's Jesus, you know, puppeteering him. I'm like, this is weird and can't be accurate. Mm. <laughs> and so that's, that's dangerous. Putting mm-hmm. our American rights above our walks of faith, that's also dangerous. That's not saying that those rights aren't important as Americans, but they are not as important as our calling here on earth. But I guess the biggest one, the most recent one is the abortion issue. Okay. Now I've talked about this week online for years. I've been extremely vocal against things that I consider sinful back in the past. And the abortion issue is one of those things I posted about on my old blog all the time. Uh, The fact that before Roe v. Wade, there were not tens of thousands of back alley abortion deaths like have always been claimed, like was claimed in the Roe v. Wade case. The actual number was in the hundreds at that time. And that percentage remained the same even after abortion was made illegal. But... (sighs) The issue kind of made itself more apparent with the most recent decision from the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Okay, I stand with both scripture and science that shows that at conception, a new being is formed. I used to argue misinformation. I argued misuse of scripture. I have a whole list of facts, data versus talking points about abortion that I will gladly talk about with someone who wants to. But when that opinion leaked several weeks ago, I was celebrating Remember, there was, it was it, someone leaked it mm-hmm. before it ever came out. And then the ruling came down and the reactions came in and the world is divided. And I don't feel like I expected to feel. This is something that I was hoping would happen for years. And I don't feel as good about it as I did. Yeah. I am glad that this will resort in, in more lives saved, more babies' lives saved. Absolutely. But I'm also kind of in mourning now because we are losing souls to now polarized, hardened hearts. Mm -hmm. Even if we see them as wrong, they truly believe that they are right and that this is a moral thing that they're fighting for and that something terrible is happening. Mm -hmm. Yet we, as Christians, especially if we're very tied in with the conservative movement, seem to have no sympathy. And the truth is that the mothers in this situation or the women in this situation are also human life that we should care about. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have intermixed our politics with our Christianity so much that we almost find 
some sort of Christian joy in dunking on the other side. Like we think, we think of them as, as evil almost as Mm -hmm. if they're the devil and we are beating them now, you know, like they're on that team. And so it's cool that we get to spike the ball and, you know, wave the flag in their face because they're deliberately trying to ruin the world or whatever, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And gosh, that's dangerous. (laughs) It is. It's incredibly dangerous. And I, I feel very similar Somebody very close to me in my life is very against what has happened, you know, mm-hmm. it being overturned. And I, there's a big part of me that has really had to bite my tongue and not kind of lay down some of some of the things that she is stating is clearly misinformation, you know. And so it's been a battle for me to not be like, hey, listen just so you're aware, this is actually what this means. And this is actually what's happening, you know, but that's not going to do any good. Right. You know, I told somebody earlier this week that even when we're innocent, when we argue our innocence to someone who already thinks we're guilty, that only makes us more guilty in their eyes. Yeah. You know, we can give them all the facts and we can equip them with all the knowledge. They're still going to use it against us. It's all that's going to do is solidify their opinion. It's really not going to change their mind or their hearts. Um, And I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Silver in our our stream says that she's seen so many folks who have denounced all Christians, unfriending and blocking people who are Christian or anti-abortion. Yeah. Uh, And yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's not something we should celebrate. But on on most conservative platforms, be they Christian or not, they're going to see that as a win. Yeah. And honestly, that's something that has always been heartbreaking for me. It's happened with every big hot topic issue, you know, within our culture. I see it every single time. If you are for this, unfriend me. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart because we are becoming a society. We're becoming a people where we hold ourselves off to diversity, essentially. As Americans, we're so proud of the fact that we're this melting pot of culture. However, we don't want diversity in our own personal lives. Sure, we may want to have friends who are different races because it looks good on us, but we want to make sure that those friends of different races and different cultures share the same opinions as us. We don't want diversity in the form of difference of opinions. We're a melting pot in as much as we're all in the same pot, but we're not really melting all that well together. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. Fact. Um, I, so I was thinking this. Um, mixing, I guess. Mixing. We're not mixing that well together. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say was when we consider, and this kind of ties in with with our discussion from yesterday, but when we consider that, you know, the disciples asked Jesus, what do we have to do? What is the most important thing? And Jesus said, love God, love others. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Well then let's, let's figure out what love is. Right. And when we go to first Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. 
It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not self-seeking. It does not hold a record of wrong. When we consider those words that Jesus told us the most important thing was to love God and then to love his people, love others, and that love is patient and kind and doesn't envy, are we loving the world the way that Jesus commanded us to love them? Or are we just messing it all up? It's a good question. Um, there's a... In society right now, we're seeing conservatism getting a, a lot more wins in the last few years. Even even with losing the presidential election, things have been shifting more conservative. Even even like polling is showing that you know Generation Alpha is is coming up more conservative than mm. previous generations, and. I think this is kind of the first time this is this that shift has been happening in culture in the last several decades. And I don't think Christians who identify as conservatives know how to handle it. I I I believe the same thing's true about Christians who identify as liberals hmm. or Democrats or whatever side of that portion of that aisle you want to be on, either aisle. I don't think any of us really know how to handle interweaving our politics and our faith. Mm-hmm. Because this is kind of new for us still. And being so overwhelmingly online and, you know, having opinions everywhere and having reactions everywhere is also still kind of new for us Mm -hmm. as a people. And I think conservatives right now, especially conservative Christians, are struggling with being sore winners. We are seeing a lot of Christians bragging, rubbing things in the faces of those who believe differently. And in the end, all that's doing is burning bridges, not just between us, but often burning bridges between someone and faith Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. Just like Silver said, you know, it's causing uh, a lot of liberal friends to just like, you know what, I can't be around y'all anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't see you in my feet anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because politics at its core is divisive and it is exponentially more divisive every year. Because think about like just even when we were kids, we didn't, it wasn't, you didn't see every day politicians and political commentators basically calling the other side Hitler every time Mm -hmm. and Nazis and whatever else, you didn't see that. You didn't see them constantly saying they're putting an end to our democracy. Both sides say this nonsense. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a, I don't think he's particularly conservative because he, uh, if he is conservative, he mocks both sides when they're being dumb. Uh, but there's a, a a parody artist guy called Remy on on YouTube, and he has a song about how <laughs> both sides of the aisle in the Senate always get up and and say, 
you know, if you don't do this and you're killing people and, you know, it's you're, you're a threat to our, our democracy and our way of life. And this one person gets the same thing. You're, if you don't do this, you're killing. It's all life and death now, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to come to some sort of middle ground, trying right. to reach across the aisle, trying to. That's why it's like always giant news now whenever we're like, OK, both sides agreed on this and it was passed in two seconds. Right. Like, <laughs> and so. The fact that we're letting politics inform our faith is a su- is such a dangerous, dangerous game to play when it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Let your faith inform your personal politics and don't shove it in everybody else's face. Mm-hmm. If you're winning, don't shove it in everybody's face to brag. If you're losing, don't complain all the time about it. Yeah. Let your faith lead you in those areas and let your faith guide you in how to vote and, you know, what things to support and Always remember in every interaction that you have with people, especially on a heavily politicized topic, to speak in love like you hope to bring this person to Christ one day. Right. Like you love the person. I'm going to end with a with a mind bomb real quick that Do might it. just send some people over I'm over ready. the top. But uh, it may take you by surprise, but Jesus was not American. <laughs> I don't believe you. Right. He was he was not patriotic. That's not what my Donald Trump version of the Bible tells me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just let's keep that in mind the next time that we want to argue our Christian stance (laughs) on a political topic. Wow. I just remembered that back in 2016, I started a Twitter account, a joke Twitter account of Trump Bible verses. Really? Yeah. I didn't do it for more than a couple months because I I didn't have the time. But I remember it being very fun. (laughs) This week, we are talking about things that are hindering Christianity. And last up, we're going to talk about conditional love. One of my least favorite phrases that I have seen on the Internet lately is there is no hate like Christian love. And that Mm. breaks my heart that the love of Christ has been cheapened by what we've made of it. Hmm. With everything that we've already discussed this week, we've come to that conclusion that everything comes down to love and how we define it. Too many Christians have let their hate thrive by calling it love. We will mock and scream and fight against moral changes in our society, thinking that if we can scream loud enough, we will turn the tides, and in the end, that will be a victory, and we convince ourselves that that is the ultimate love. That however we can get to a win is good for society and thus love. However, we fail to realize that even if we ban a sinful act, that does nothing to change the heart of the person that would commit that sin. But when done right, sharing the unconditional love of Christ can have a profound effect. One of the most recent examples of this was showcased in a testimony uh, from a man named Rain Zweigelar, uh, a former reverend at the South African Satanic Church, a large organization which he co-founded. Hmm. In May, he stepped down from his position. On July 4th, he posted a video explaining why. He has renounced Satanism and accepted salvation in Christ. So what was the catalyst for this? Earlier in the year, Zweigelar 
gave an interview as a member of that church, the Satanic Church, on Cape Talk Radio, or a Cape Talk Radio station, rather. And for that interview, a woman working at the station, whose name he would not reveal, came to him and demonstrated God's love in an unexpected way. Uh, he told her, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe Jesus Christ exists. She came to him after the interview, after he said that, and she hugged him. He said, she held me in a way that I've never been loved. And that's all she did. She just said it was nice to meet him in person and hugged him. A week later, on WhatsApp, through her status, he saw this woman was a Christian. He said, I've never had a Christian do that. I've never experienced a Christian show that much love and acceptance unconditionally. After the, I said the things I said, she did that. She stayed with me. Hmm. It opened a door in his heart that was previously closed. It cleared the way for Jesus to come in, and he did it not too long after. Rain was attempting a satanic ritual, but Jesus walked through the door instead. He was flooded with the most beautiful love he had ever felt, and he recognized it immediately as the same love that woman had showed him. I got to watch this video. I got to watch this testimony. It was a 40-minute thing that uh, Bubba from, from Love Thy Nerd, my boss, uh, said uh, he had seen it. And he said, this is now required viewing for everybody here at LTN. Hmm. Because it really showcased the fact that simple, unconditional love is the biggest motivator towards seeing who Christ really is. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said in the last segment, the two things we were told to do, love God, love people. And if we can't do that, we're not doing what God said to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you that video, though, so you can see it. It's really good. I'll put it in the... Uh, I'll put the video in the podcast uh, notes on uh, the website on Love Thy Nerd so y'all can see it too. It's uh, very moving, very interesting. And this guy's like a big guy in the satanic church world too. So like he's got a bunch of people trying to interview him and asking him questions. And, mm -hmm. But it's very, it's very interesting to see just this like i could see the change of heart in him even though i never saw him prior to this video you know mm -hmm. you can just see how it is it is profoundly affected him it's impressive but it's also it just proves that when i keep saying when we're walking in truth yeah when we're doing what God has asked us to do, which really isn't that hard, it really isn't that difficult, it creates fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I don't know. It is, I think that we make Christianity a lot more difficult than what it is actually supposed to be. 100%. Mm -hmm. We put all these stipulations and guidelines and necessities when really all that it is, is choosing to love. We don't have to accept it. 
We don't have to stand behind everything that our friends or fellow man agree with or stand for. We don't even have to necessarily like somebody. <laughs> That's <laughs> to a fact. Love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have to love them. Absolutely. Have to love them. Silver here in our chat says, there's a guy I play poker with that's a downright butthole. He is rude to women, angry when he loses. He's a miserable person to be around. Wow, is she talking about Topher? <laughs> <laughs> but I still treat him like everyone else there. Being mean back does nothing but worsen situations. And that's true. I feel like Christians forget that we don't really have the right to not love somebody. Mm-hmm. We have the right to not like somebody, but we don't have the right to not love somebody. Mm-hmm. And this is from the most miserable to the most evil to the, you know, just somebody that ticked you off one day. You know, all those people we should have love for. That doesn't necessarily mean that they all have to be in our life. Right. But you can't write them off. You can't think of them as, you know, they don't deserve love. They don't deserve Christ. They don't deserve salvation. They don't deserve heaven. You can't. Just write them off as, I hope they die. Right. Because that's essentially what you're saying. Exactly. If you're refusing to love them, you're refusing to show them Christ, you're saying, I hope they die, I hope they go to hell. Yeah. Again. Not in as many words, but. <laughs> again, another Kevin aha moment that I had early on in our church years here at at this church. Um, but he, the opposite of love is hate. Yep. And to say that you hate someone is saying that you wish death upon them. Mm-hmm. So the next time that you say you hate someone Take that into consideration. Are you truly wishing death upon them? No. Again, it was mind-blowing for me, life-changing for me to really go, wow. Yeah, there's nobody. There are a lot of people I don't like. There are a lot of people I don't like. And quite honestly, I think there's a lot of people that God says, you know what, Mo, it's okay that you don't like them. (laughs) It's okay that you don't hang around with them. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay that you've got your boundaries and... That's fine. But to wish death upon them, that takes it to an entirely different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, my wife was taught early on. Uh, the word hate, at least when it comes to other people, is not a lot was not allowed in her home. Mm-hmm. Like she said it once she got more in trouble for that than saying a cuss word. Yeah. And that's how we're raising our kids, too. You don't say that. You don't say you hate somebody. Yep. Because that's much worse than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And that conditions you in a terrible, terrible way. Exactly. Um, the Bible speaks more clearly on our call to love our neighbors than anything else. When the Bible tells us to call out sin, it's almost always talking about calling out the sin of our fellow believers, not necessarily on the unbelieving world. Jesus said the two greatest commandments were to love God uh, with our everything. And to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That's an important distinction. Paul said that without love, all of our good deeds, all of our messages, all of our prophecies, all of it is just noise. Without love, we are nothing. Christians keep trying to twist it, saying that we are loving unbelievers by calling out their sin. There must be, or there might be a time and a place for that, but it's not something that you can do without genuinely loving the person that you're speaking with. You can't call out the sin of somebody that you don't love. You can't have those serious conversations with somebody that you don't actually care about because it's just noise. We need a love that isn't superficial. It's not you just going through the motions. Do you love yourself superficially? 
Or do you instead know the intimate details of your own life, your history, your story, your hopes, dreams, fears, worries, and the current status of your faith? Until you know all this about someone else, you aren't loving them as yourself. As I read it, this is a personal relational love. You love a person who is an unbeliever as if you, <laughs> they were you, essentially, before coming to Christ. You, you become the genuine friend that they need. You invest in them. When, they truly, when you truly love them, when this is a true loving situation, when there's true friendship, true connection, your motivation to show them Jesus becomes real. It becomes tangible. It becomes uh, more than just a, a, an overarching, you know, Bible says I got to do this. It becomes something that is personal for you, an investment. Shouting them down, calling them out, condemning them to hell until they bow down to your vision of salvation, 999 times out of a thousand, you're just driving them further away from the idea of a loving God. Sin is a real problem. The solution to that problem is love. Jesus didn't browbeat unbelievers. He loved them. He went where they were. He laughed with them. He drank with them. He made them a part of his family. And that love kept them coming back to him, kept changing their hearts. Every single one of those disciples was loved into the family, into the fold. But Jesus did call out the religious leaders so concerned with what was a sin and what wasn't and when, while caring nothing for the actual person. He called them out in public. He called them vipers. They were convinced that they were in the right and refused to listen to the Son of God. Love people who aren't Christians. Do it without an agenda. Truly invest in them. Connect with them. Do life with them. Find things in common. Be friends. Be a good influence. Show them the love of Christ by being that love, and that will draw them to the truth behind it all. I think we've done ourselves a disservice a bit in church because we, 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 keep, we keep tossing those verses like not being uh, unequally yoked or, or things of that nature as, uh, as the Bible saying we're not supposed to be friends with unbelievers. Mm. And that's not really what it's, it's ever saying. It's saying don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to get yourself in trouble. So... Like if, if you know that you have a personal struggle with like alcohol, it's saying don't hang out with people that are going to drink. It's not saying you can't be friends with unbelievers. It's saying don't be friends with people that are going to lead you astray. Mm. So that's just your personal responsibility when it comes to your life. But we have kind of used that to say, no, we're just going to be friends with our Christian people and we're going to stay in our own little group and we're going to, we're going to toss our, our tracks over there and, and hope they pick one up and read it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so impersonal. It's so unloving to think that that's going to be the change in our minds. We think, yeah, that's great. They're going to pick up this track or whatever, and they're going to be convicted and they're going to come to Christ. And really that, I mean, that I'm not saying that's never happened, but it's not a common thing. That's not m how most people come to Christ. For most people coming to Christ is a slow burn. It's a long journey and some won't make it there, but yelling at them, about their particular sin isn't likely to get them there any faster.
In fact, it might cause them to stall out for years or forever. Without love, our words are noise. Without love, we are nothing. You got a minute left. You got anything to add? Because <laughs> that's my piece. <laughs> I really don't. Surprisingly. I didn't. I mean, I didn't really want to talk about this this week. We had planned on talking about like esports and and doing, you know, kind of a lighthearted thing coming back. But it really was the abortion thing that, you know, and the, the responses to it anyway that have drawn this out. It's like we're doing ourselves such a disservice by not running every reaction and every discussion and every TikTok and tweet and every all this through the lens of love first, mm -hmm. through the lens of empathy. And of course, not just with this one specific thing. It's just the thing that is most apparent right now. Right. But in all areas of our lives, we should be operating with empathy, with love, like we really care about people <laughs> because we should really care about people. We wrap up all our shows with memory verses. Mo, uh, what do you got for us today? The memory verse for Monday, July 11th is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. The memory verse for Tuesday, July 12th, is Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on your on the tablet of your heart, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. The memory verse for Wednesday, July 13th is 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. The memory verse for Thursday, July 14th is 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. That's going to do it for the Back Row Morning Show this week. You have just heard episodes 489 through 492. We air our daily morning shows exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find the weekly podcast every Thursday afternoon by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. We'd also love a good review and five stars. Do it in your cool. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. I'm actively working to make LTN my full-time job, but in order to do that, I need people who will join my partner team. I have a handful of awesome folks already who help support me in this ministry, and I am extremely grateful and honored. And if you would like to join these amazing people, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat or reach out to me directly. Love Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at The Back Row LTN. And if you really want to get into the show, even literally, join us at backrowdiscord.com and watch along when we record on twitch.tv slash LTN on air. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd. The 
Back Row Morning Show is proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The show is hosted and produced by Matt Coker and Megan Oaks. The show is edited by Matt Coker. Discord buds participate in the show through backrowdiscord.com. For more episodes, visit lovethynerd.com slash backrow.